Welcome back, students of the cosmos. This is Brendan, aka Skull Babylon, aka Wolf Shield, welcoming you to another live broadcast here through ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real-world interactive game to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here tonight. For this broadcast, we are doing another Paradigm Shift Destiny School with the specific topic being that of spirits, Sasquatch, and the paranormal. So, of course, work with the theme of, you know, all that spooky goodness and and uh, yeah, just like the uh, whole idea of, um, you know, what 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 are spirits? What are the paranormal? And really giving an opportunity for a good friend Sasquatch to take center stage during this broadcast. And uh, before we get into things, I'm just going to take note to be able to obviously bring attention to the fact that we do have some fellow shifters here within us here in the circle. And I'm just going to quickly unmute their microphones. And guys, as I do this, please feel free to just make some noise, make some wolf howls and say hello and send some love to all the people tuned into this. So Make some noise, guys. Say hello to all the shifters out there. Woo, woo, woo. We love you guys. What up? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Yo, man. Awesome. All right, hey. so right now we currently got myself, Brendan, and we got Yuga, and we got our new friend, Nicholas, and we also have Amanda as well. And so, again, I'll just do a, a very, very quick introduction to be, make sure that you guys can hear me okay, make sure that the audio is sounding perfect. Uh, I know last time there was a bit of a technical glitch, but I should be fine using the right USB port this time. So, again, for those of you who, and please share this broadcast, you guys can help promote as we're doing this. So, Paradigm Shift Central, as I said, is a real-world interactive game to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness. Part of how we do that is we are creating a community, a global team of shifters, people who are intentionally helping assist with the shift. And part of how we do this is we create conscious media. We document the shift through ongoing regular community broadcasts that we do through team roundtables every Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is a variation of what you're watching now. And also global meditations that we do on Sundays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can tune in for all of those at youtube.com forward slash SkullBabylon or go to live.paradigmshiftcentral.com and check out more of the website including lots of quest journals and conscious articles and conscious community videos that we have online for your inspirational shifty goodness so we got a lot of awesome stuff happening here within the community. I'll just mention real quick, the team Discord chat is really, really growing. There's a lot of life there. Please be sure to check that out either during the broadcast, after the broadcast. That is a primary place for us to be able to communicate as we keep going. So even before this broadcast, that's where we are doing a little bit of research as a team leading into it. That's in the information on YouTube, but it is also at tinyurl.com forward slash paradigm shift chat and uh other thing i'll just mention real quick of course is the paradigm shift team patreon a huge shout out to those of you who have checked that out and who are currently supporting huge shout out and thank you to everyone for being a part of this because simply your attention is a huge way to be able to support but of course the patreon is a way for us to be able to continue to provide what we do for the community by you guys contributing monthly micro donations the asking donation is just three to ten dollars and you get your shifter booster kit which includes the shift buttons and of course your free free hog signs and your light guardian crystals as well and you can check out patreon.com forward slash brendan culleton for that and we'll refresh this about halfway through the show and you guys can uh keep an eye on that and we'll aim to work towards our next team milestone of 175 active patreon donators so thank you again everyone so getting right into this topic so like i said we're doing this around the time of Halloween, and obviously a lot of people talk about the idea of like the veil being thin, the veil being thin, and you know this is there's a lot of cultures that really acknowledge this time as like a really great opportunity to be able to connect with spirits. There's a whole bunch of seasonal transitionings, uh, and so 
obviously within the bigger picture of what it is that is happening on a collective scale, it's a really great opportunity for us to be able to come together as a community to sit around this this sacred circle to be around you know you can almost imagine us like sitting around a fireplace right now kind of like sharing spooky stories and everything like that but the context of why we were doing this which is really important you know i'm, I'm a big fan of context the context of why we were doing this is that within the paradigm shift central project you know the bigger thing that we've always encouraged people to do is to to be able to create space for us to be able to practice having the discussions that we don't always get a chance to be able to talk about. And so even when we started the Paradigm Shift Central project way back in my uh, way back in my college back in the day, you know, it was just a place for us to be able to practice talking about things such as our good friend Sasquatch, such as like the paranormal, such as lucid dreaming, UFOs, and again, all of those things that they never really taught us about. And my personal interest in being able to talk about these topics is because it, for me, it's 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 less to do with kind of getting sucked into the fascination of them and more to do with kind of being able to see it from the bigger picture of connecting the dots of being like, OK, how is, you know, the story of Sasquatch connected to spirits, connected to the paranormal and connected to the bigger shift in consciousness? Neither one of them are just like isolated in their own way. And so, I mean, truth be told, when we were kind of going into this episode there was at one point i was originally just going to make this a pure sasquatch show or at least i wanted to do a pure sasquatch show at some point but of course we're kind of we're, we're putting in a couple topics here at once so what we're going to do we're going to start focusing on the topic of sasquatch we're going to start with that and then from there we're going to kind of branch things out and we're going to get into the broader topics of spirits and the paranormal. We're going to keep the show under three hours. I'm going to put uh, like a, a hard limit on that. And uh, we'll do we'll use that as a way to be able to keep things concise. So again, the intention behind us doing this is really to be able to you as the audience and us here, everyone here in the community, through these conversations to be able to have those ideas where we can just sort of begin to see the bigger picture when we can begin to connect the dots when we can begin to understand you know with a really open heart the fact that there is a lot to this world that is worth our investigation and there's a lot to this world that is kind of like you know outside of the realms of the norm it is is very mysterious and so moving into the topic of sasquatch this has always been a fascinating topic for me. And the reason why I feel like it is it is so fascinating is because it's one of those things where like, if Sasquatch is real, what else does that mean? What else is there out there? What else is there to this reality that is possibly like, you know, just like slightly beyond the veil that is hidden in plain sight? And so just like the basic overview of Sasquatch, and as I'm doing this, you know, this is me kind of presenting to the class, and then from there, we'll pass the talking stick around, and you guys can take turns kind of presenting your thoughts on Sasquatch, and then we'll just kind of begin to piece ideas together. And for the people in the live chat, you guys can add your information into the into the discussion. And um, also, while we're doing this broadcast, if you guys can even post, like, factual information into the live chat, so like, literally, keep a browser open right now, you guys are a part of the circle, start running some searches on Sasquatch start finding some reports start getting some information uh you know one of the things I was saying like there's there's literally a different account of a Sasquatch type person in almost every place in the world every single continent literally in the United States like every single state has like their own variation of a Sasquatch like story I'd love to be able to get like a list because I, I was listening to a documentary which I'll mention a little bit later and, and they were going over it but you know if anybody here wants to do some google searching while we're doing this broadcast uh, please feel free and it's greatly appreciated um, in that sense and so 
Um, just, just a technical side note, just, I was going to mention this later. Uh, if you guys are watching this video and you notice that like the frame rate is kind of lower on the videos on YouTube and everything like that, I am aware of that. I apologize for that. That will be upgraded in the future once we eventually get like a better computer rig. So thank you for your patience and the fact that like, I know the audio is like always out of sync with this, but, uh, that's just for the time being. But anyways, so, <clears throat> Uh, where's the where's that link so I can log on there? Uh, Bonnie, uh, oh, okay, I'll just, before I even get into this, for those of you looking to join the Hangout, I'm just going to post the link right into the YouTube chat. So uh, we're just doing this because, you know, we got like a good community here and people are welcome to join on the fly. So Bonnie, who I can see posting in the YouTube chat, I just posted the link to join the Hangout. Just click that right there. You can jump right in. And for anybody else, please feel free to jump in as we keep going. So, okay, Sasquatch. Okay, so I was watching a documentary earlier today, and it was called Into the Forest, and um, is like called Bigfoot Into the Forest, and I actually invited the the author of the documentary to be able to tune into the broadcast, and they could be listening at this point, and if they are, you know, absolutely, invitation for them is there to join as well, and they had some really amazing factual information within this documentary, and I'll make sure to post the links for it uh, into the YouTube info as well, but again, just look up Bigfoot Into the Forest, and you'll find this, and so rather than being like kind of like like a spectacle, like just like, like kind of over the top documentary about Bigfoot. It was really, really just like historically just going over all of the records that have been documented of these different cases of people having encounters with Bigfoot type entities. And the thing that's so fascinating is that you begin to realize that, you know, this is nothing new. In fact, as long as there have been people, there have been documented encounters of them interacting with like the wild men or the bushmen or again, you know, like the Bigfoots. There's so many different names for them. And so it really starts getting you into this like bigger idea of like, you know, like who are the Sasquatch? What are the Sasquatch? What are they here? What are their personalities like? How have they been kept secret so long? And what are they here to teach us within this bigger shift in consciousness? So there's quite a few theories that we'll kind of get into as we go. Um, one of the main things that I really love to just kind of like even hit upon right off the top is the idea of like, you know, thinking of Sasquatch as actually being far more sentient than oftentimes we sort of think of it as. And really being able to understand that there's there's the idea that this is, this is a, a conscious entity and not just like a dumb ape or something like that. Like they, they have families, they have lives, they have personalities, they have tools, they have, you know, they, they can make things and things like that. And so even right off the bat, as we get into this, you know, at this point, there's still room for the debate as to like whether or not Sasquatch is real and everything like that. But especially watching this documentary and stuff, I am really just kind of like bypassing the whole idea of whether or not Sasquatch exists and really just getting right to the fact that yes, like there is absolutely 100%, there is like Sasquatches all over the world. And so like, let's start investigating. Let's start looking into this a little bit deeper. And so even, you know, just through this broadcast, I really hope to be able to open more people up to the space of, of kind of shifting from that, like, oh, like, do I believe in Sasquatch to really kind of being like, be like, okay, like, yeah, like Sasquatch is a part of this reality. And so of course, like throughout history, you know, there's accounts of different cultures having different interactions with Sasquatch and most notably being like the Aboriginal native cultures who, again, like they talk about like having relationships. They talk about 
and being able to learn from them they talk about like seeing them as like brothers and and so like even within like the bigger picture of you know still seeing them as as an extension of like you know one source consciousness and everything like that so um uh ryan just join the link through the youtube chat you'll be able to join right there so um so again you know like i'm just trying to i'm gonna pass the talk and stick here so for me there's a lot of things that we can get into and i'll just mention them real quick i'm really fascinated on um just kind of like going over some of the actual accounts that people have had with sasquatch there's some very in particular that i want to be able to talk about a little bit later including uh breeding that has taken place between sasquatch and humans and what the results of that have been and how it has actually been documented which is some really crazy stuff and uh the idea that sasquatch may actually be like a quasi-dimensional entity meaning that they can actually like phase shift out of our normal dimension and this is part of the reason why like we haven't been able to see them Another thing I want to be able to do is even like talk about like the video evidence that we have gotten of Sasquatch over the years, uh, in notably like the Patterson Gimlin footage and kind of like a little bit of the history uh, behind that as well. I want to get into the idea of like the Sasquatch actually being like telepathic, which is like a really fascinating idea. I want to get into the idea of, you know, thinking about um, how in many cases there are these common links between Sasquatch and UFOs. And there was one story that was really trippy and I had never really heard this until I watched a documentary Into the Forest and it was just briefly mentioned. But it was basically this this account where this um, it was two girls and they saw a Sasquatch and they said that the Sasquatch was like holding a glowing ball of light. And I have never heard this before. So when I heard this, I was, I was like, oh, okay, like this is interesting, right? Because it suddenly kind of shifts this where it's just like, okay, it's Sasquatch UFOs. They're two different things. They're two different phenomenons or things like that. But then you start getting into this idea of like, what if, and this is, I've heard this idea before, you know, like what if in some cases, some Sasquatch, like there's many different types of Sasquatch. We're just using that name in a broad sense. Some Sasquatch may actually be almost like satellite reconnaissance for other parts of the universe for like aliens in a sense if we are kind of using that term in a general idea um and i've heard this before that you know like in a sense this is kind of what i feel i feel that in a sense sasquatch like as an extension of consciousness has almost always been alongside with us throughout history kind of like keeping an eye on this Almost like, almost like a, again, kind of like a, like through Sasquatch, the universe can observe us in a sense, or maybe something's observing us through the Sasquatch is kind of another idea, but basically like this, yeah, like this idea that, <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just kind of, I got a few ideas going in my head right now. Again, this is all just practice. Um, but yeah, so again, like just the idea that, you know, Sasquatch, there have been so many documented cases of it long before kind of like the phenomenon of the you know modern day media came about and suddenly squashed the squatch <laughs> that's a weird way of saying it but you know because like up until up until like probably about like the the 19 the 1960s or about like the 1950s up until like about that time um sorry I'm just making sure the audio is good on that so up until about that time it was not actually incredibly like uncommon for for people to have lot like have these Sasquatch encounters because like back in the 1850s and stuff like that, there are 
hundreds of different reports in newspapers of people who have had these Sasquatch encounters. And again, and at that point, there was no kind of like, it, it wasn't a tabloid thing or anything like that. You know, it would be people out hunting or something and they would say like, holy crap, you know, like I had this encounter with this wild seven foot tall thing and I couldn't tell if it was an animal or a human and then again they, they would go back to their town and they would tell people about it and then they would like end up getting like written about and documented about and then again like this just kind of started to become like something that was just on the fringe of of what we knew but it wasn't entirely dismissed and then it wasn't until like again like kind of like 1960s 1970s a little bit later on um that eventually you know people are just like oh it's it's fake it's fake it's all fake it's fake news and sasquatch is fake news <laughs> jeez <laughs> but but I think it's fascinating to look at the fact that there is literally, especially in the United States, almost every single state has like their own version of Sasquatch. They have like their own different names for it. And even what's fascinating is that where I am in Canada, there are lots of different reports is, uh, of the Sasquatch. And uh, even like, yeah, like I was reading, there's like a place called Pembroke, which is like in Ottawa, not too, too far away from I am. And again, so it was just really interesting to hear like these Sasquatch reports uh, in Canada. There's another documentary that I'll mention a little bit later on, and I actually want to play some audio of it, and it's called Speaking of Sasquatch, and it's literally, like, it's called Speaking of Sasquatch, Sasquatch, Ontario. So again, Ontario is a province in Canada, which is where I live, and what's fascinating is that this guy really goes out of his way to do uh, interviews with, like, a lot of, like, the native aboriginals and, like, their relationships to Sasquatch, and also they have an interview, and I might play some audio with this a little bit later on, with a channeler who is talking about, you know, like, what are the Sasquatch here to teach us? And I'll just mention this right off the top and then we'll, we'll, I'm going to pass the talk Instagram and we'll just get you guys sharing some thoughts on this and start you know taking notes and piecing this puzzle together what I feel and this is kind of the context that I want to create for this discussion rather than just looking at Sasquatch as just like an, a fascination and just like something that will get sucked into the abyss of in terms of just like oh wow this is this is a mystery and you know it's fascinating I feel that the purpose of that mystery is that Sasquatch kind of relates back to this idea that in order to be able to un understand the Sasquatch, we too have to be at a certain vibrational frequency in order to be able to see ourselves in them. Meaning that Sasquatch is actually here as a teacher to be able to help open our hearts. And this is a very, very like powerful message, you know, when you just like think about that, that like that, that we can have a relationship to the Sasquatch. But if we're scared of them, if we're fearful, then we project that fear onto them. And then there will always be that wall of fear between us and, and seeing ourselves through the Sasquatch. A lot of like, again, like the channeling and the aboriginals, they say that, you know, like the Sasquatch, like they are like loving and, 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 and very like, you know, very peaceful creatures. And so it's, it's very fascinating just to think about the idea that Sasquatch are here from that higher level of consciousness to, to sort of like get our curiosity peaked, but then to lead us towards the path of further opening our hearts and beginning to see what is already there, what has actually been around us all the time. And in the same way with like psychedelics and any other stuff, you know, it's kind of one of those things that if we could actually see what is already around us all the time, we wouldn't be able to handle it. It would be too much information. And so in that sense, it makes it makes sense that Sasquatch is there, but we're just not always able to see it. And those who are ready to see it will see it. So like I said, there's a few other accounts that I want to get into a little bit later, um, including an account from uh, Les Stroud, the uh, survivor man. 
uh, a lot of people would know him. And again, he's a Canadian and stuff like that. And um, I was listening to like a, a story that he told on Joe Rogan podcast, and I'll tell that a little bit later. But there's so much information out there, and I really encourage you guys to go and look. There is a lot more footage of Sasquatch stuff than than you might even realize. And so again, you know, there's keep doing your research, keep doing you know all 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 the, all the information's out there, and go go check out the documentaries as well. So again, uh, Bigfoot into the forest, and speaking of Sasquatch, would be the top two that I would recommend at this point. And a uh, quick plug, the uh, Into the Forest, the sequel for that is actually coming out in a couple weeks. Like when I emailed the director, like they, they said that you're like, oh, I'm just finishing up the sequel. So I'm looking forward to that. So um, and, and if they're able to join the show, that would be uh, super fascinating. So again, thank you everyone for tuning into this. Let's continue to explore this mystery a little bit further. And um, at this point, we'll... Uh, so uh, Bonnie is asking, what were the books called? Uh, Bonnie, those were documentaries. Yeah, those are documentaries on YouTube. So again... Speaking of Sasquatch and Into the Forest, I'll post a link for them into the YouTube as well. Um, they're also in the Paradigm Shift video playlist. So if you go to the main website, just look under the playlist, you'll see them there. All right, so I'm looking at someone to volunteer to go first and to be able to share a little bit about what they think about Sasquatch. So we've got Yuga to volunteer first. Okay, so then from there, so again, like keeping it focused on Sasquatch, we'll get into like the spirits and paranormal stuff a little bit later in the show, but I really want to be able to give Sasquatch uh, the main stage for this. So shout, shout out to the Sasquatch. Maybe, maybe there's like a Sasquatch out there who's like got like an iPhone and they're tuned in right now. You don't know, man. You don't know. So cool. Okay. I'd like to hope so. All right. One of these days, man, I'm going to get an interview with Sasquatch. You guys just wait. All right, you got, I'm going to pull up your microphone and we're going to pass the talking stick over to you. So you go just do a quick microphone check real quick. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool, man. All right, you go. Welcome back to right. to the roundtable. Welcome back to Destiny School. Please tell us a little bit about your thoughts on Sasquatch and anything else that you would like to bring to the broadcast. Go ahead, dude. Um, I when I first had my awakening, um, I did do quite a bit of research on Sasquatch, and I may have seen the documentary we're talking about with the account with. Sasquatch breeding with humans. Are you talking about the incident in Russia? There's actually been multiple accounts of Sasquatch breeding with okay. humans. So um, it's probably just, a different one remember, than the Russian one. But go ahead. I can't remember the documentary I specifically saw, but it was talking about the evolutionary advancements of mankind, how our bone density doesn't match with the fossil records, and how a village in Russia ended up capturing a Sasquatch and then they were torturing it and raping it it had two kids the first one was killed on accident by the sasquatch mother because it had bathed it in the river and then the second one was ended up being separated and raised with the humans and the guy even dug up the grave and uh, analyzed the remains um more on the the quasi-dimensional aspect i firmly believe that i just wish there was more evidence but um going back to my trips to sedona i actually did have some encounter with a Sasquatch-like being, and almost everything you said about them being friendly and loving, I mean, this, from my interpretation, he was like a very good brother to me, a, a good bro. And that telepathic communication, the spaceship stuff, I mean, I thought I was kind of alone on that. I had memes about telepathic Sasquatch and stuff. So really, really cool that you were bringing that up to the table. And he, he, he kind of ended up saving my ass a little bit because there was so much stuff energetically going around me. He really taught me how to take a stand, and I felt like that was really important for me at the time. 
Um, another thing about the Sasquatch is how it is a global phenomenon. And going back to the, I can't remember specifically what you said, the, the, the main video from California that a lot of people reference, there's been so mm -hmm. much analytics done on that. And just biologically, it could not be a human based off of how the proportions and how the actual creature was walking. No human can imitate that specific set of movements based off of the computer analysis and the recreations. And then also going back to my experience, um, what was interesting about the whole spaceship thing was when I was in Sedona doing my vision quest, I had taken a stone and was really interesting about the stone. It looked like just any other rock, but when you tap it, it dung pretty pretty loud, especially for a rock. And so I took that back with me and. I, I found like it looked like a giant footprint in rocks like right across the street from my place and like a few nights later I was at my neighbor's place like right next door to me and some water had spilled and there was a giant footprint like a human shaped footprint right next to the door and he was kind of getting on my case about how I stole his spaceship and stuff and then he ended up letting me keep it as kind of a momentum memento for experience. So I definitely resonate a lot with that. Wait, say, sorry, can you just say that again? I wasn't entirely clear. You just said Sasquatch let you keep his spaceship? Yeah, it was like a part of his spaceship. It's, it's really hard to explain. I really don't know how to explain it, but he was upset that I took, I guess, quote unquote, his technology. Um, but like I said, it was just, it looked like a regular stone, but it was, it dung really loud like a bell. And then the the, the boulder that I had parked next to, he said he was looking for that, but because of where he was at energetically, he couldn't detect the giant stone that I was right next to, and that entire thing had that same dinging effect. So are you saying and that, that like, was... you've had an experience where you feel that you were like, within close proximity to a Sasquatch? Um, when I was in Sedona with the Vision Quest, I wanted to keep my windows down in the car that night, but something was like, don't do it, there's something staring at you, just keep it a little bit um i consciously didn't see anything i definitely felt something near me and the communication within myself and with whatever was there was very crystal clear interesting i really interesting. can't expend too much on that other than yeah he let me call him mr sir kind of like from the movie holes but uh overall it was a very brotherly experience interesting he, like he had okay. his he had his back for me or he had my back and you didn't but like you didn't like see anything though it other was just than like the footprints I, I didn't see anything and were the footprints like like bigfoot footprints or um i posted it and yeah. you really can't tell but it's when you saw it in that. person it you could definitely make out it as a footprint and then i saw the water footprint that it just like you spilled some water and then bam there was a footprint hmm. that, okay. that's the best way i could reference it okay all right, fair enough. So, cool. All right, man. Well, is there anything else you want to share in the moment? We'll we'll keep passing talking stick around and we'll get into popcorn style um, in a minute. I think I'll just cut it off from there and I'll pop in later cool. when there's more input. Cool. I cool. just kind of want to get the ball rolling. Yeah, that's perfect, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right, thank you, Yuga. All right. Yeah. So yeah, okay. We're gonna keep passing talking stick around and um, looking for volunteers. So if anybody either just wants to unmute their mic if they don't have video camera or just put their hand up to volunteer so uh again we got amanda we got bonnie we got nicholas and we got ryan you got myself so 
either Amanda, Bonnie, Nicholas, or Ryan, if one of you guys wants to volunteer to go next. I think Bonnie wants... Bonnie, do you want to go next? Was that a... Yeah, okay, Bonnie, we'll pull up your microphone in a second. And um, yeah, and, and again, you know, like even uh, I, I know uh, Amanda might have some stuff to share a little bit later and stuff, but like I know prior to this broadcast, like Amanda was like, she was talking to her neighbors and everything in her area and her neighbors were, this was a gist of it that I got. I guess she'll be able to tell you a little bit later. But like they were talking about how like the belief in Sasquatch is still something that's like very present for them. They're like, that's the thing, guys. Like there are people in the United States right now who firmly not just like believe but know that there is like a sasquatch in their area and they're careful about it like they'll be careful about like you know like even you know like letting their pets out late at night and and you've and there's reports of these this is where um there's like a well-known documented case of uh what is known as like the skunk ape in florida and uh there's like a photo of it and i might be able to pull up the photo if we can get um enough like resource power to get it up on screen i'll try and do that and uh, I'll, I'll kind of let you guys like judge for yourself and everything like that. But yeah, no, it, again, I just kind of hitting upon the idea that, you know, the, the Sasquatch thing is not as far away as you think. Like literally, if you were to go to any, any place in the United States and find the right person to talk to, I bet you, you could find someone to tell you about like their local Sasquatch story. So it's, it's interesting, man. So, all right. Uh, let me just double check here. So Bonnie, I'm going to pull up your microphone. Bonnie, would you like to go next? Is that sure? Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Bonnie, welcome to Destiny School. Thank you so much for joining and passing the talking stick over to you. What are your thoughts on the elusive Sasquatch? Okay, uh, uh, my thoughts, questions, honestly, um, are like, how do they get the, you know how it's usually like a human-ish looking footprint, right? So I get this whole image, like I just Google imaged just now, like looked it up, um, and it always looks kind of like a creature, right? Like, so how do they why do they think that that's what he looks like is it just that there or she or them is it just because there's so many accounts of that of them looking that certain way um and then my second question or the actually the statement i wanted to say that i just found was interesting that drew me on here um so i do a lot of clairvoyant work you know readings and healings sessions and one thing that a lot of it's like calling in people's angels and spirit guides and different spirit allies and all a range of different realms that seem to come together to help us if we're choosing to tap into this higher vibration of consciousness. Right. And, um, a lot of times, one of the things I see is like, I've seen, and it doesn't always come up, <laughs> the head like pop in and it like takes up the whole room, almost the size of the head, but it doesn't always look like a Sasquatch necessarily. So kind of wondering if like, maybe that's some of the realm that some of these like big, big figures that I see in some of the different energy work that I do could be from. Uh, and like, so why do they look so, so it kind of relates to my question of, you know, could it just be like people looking things or do we make them look like a creature because it went better for the stories? Are there actually accounts of people seeing Sasquatch as, as a, you know, like, this bear-ish looking thing or could it be like more more people person looking like you know or you know i'm curious about how people figure out like what, what it looks like the look of the or if it's just giant you know um and yeah that's that's about all i have to say about that right now mm -hmm. cool thank you bonnie 
yeah i think um and again like that's that's kind of the thing that um the documentary i was watching earlier bigfoot into the forest which again highly recommend huge plug for for that great job on the film uh you know they do a great job of really just kind of showing that they're throughout all these different reports of all the different sasquatch sightings there's variations like it's not literally just like one being it's kind of like the sasquatch we're just kind of using as a blanket term to classify uh, you know, this genre of species, what, whatever it may be. And, and so, I mean, like, there are some Sasquatch that look, like, really freaking scary. And then you get, like, other Sasquatches that actually look, like, very gentle. And, and you know, and, and so the, there's many different variations of them. And um, even just, uh, I'm going to, well, I'll pass it off a bit, but I want to be able to, like, pull up some stuff um, video-wise and things throughout this uh broadcast as best we can so you guys can see some of the visual evidence without it crashing my computer hopefully so just gotta be careful about that but yeah let's keep passing and talking stick around but thank you bonnie that's a you know again like just kind of thinking about like the the look of the sasquatch and the different ways in which they appear and again like even uh all across like all the continents like in in asia and stuff like that they have like they're like a longer red-haired version and, and they're not like as tall but um, yeah, no, it's just fascinating. So again, uh, I'm not, and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a, like an expert expert, but I'm definitely, uh, as curious as you guys are as well. So figuring this out together. Okay. Let's pass the talking stick around. Who would like to go next? Just put a thumbs up if you would like to go next. Okay, cool. Cool. Nicholas. All right, Nicholas, I'm going to pull your microphone up and Nicholas, thank you for joining, uh, for the first time to one of our broadcasts and happy to have thank you here. And um, yeah, I think you got a general feel of just kind of how this works. This is all just practice. But mm -hmm. yeah, please practice sharing with us some of your, your thoughts or just, you know, ideas about the whole Sasquatch phenomenon, you know, maybe how it relates to the bigger the bigger picture that we're trying to put together here. So go ahead. Yeah, dude. wonderful. Um, so first of all, I want to thank you all for sharing and honor you for your reflections on the eternal because everyone's peace is very important and it's it's amazing what it looks like you're able to put together here in this school. So thank you all for being here. Um, so I want to take Sasquatch to source and try to connect Sasquatch to us on the deepest level possible in that Sasquatch can be anything that you project onto it. Sasquatch is your ego's personification of the other. So what we see in the mirror is what we may see on the deepest, most fundamental level, no matter what that reflection may be. It can be, you know, the most beautiful thing we've ever seen. And it can be what's on the screen right now. That looks pretty, pretty scary. I wouldn't want to meet that guy really late at night in a dark alleyway or the... Um, <laughs> But this this hyperdimensionality and this this um, way that the Sasquatch can be many different things to many different people, um, I think that's because it's our own internal psyche's reflection. You know, so if you're feeling scared in that moment, in that environment, something terrifying. If you're feeling open and positive and loving and you know, friendly, the Sasquatch may appear in that state. That That's what you attract to you through the law of attraction, you know? So, um, and then the other note I had was advanced technologies. Um, I don't really know exactly what that means, but 
if the Sasquatch has advanced technologies, then maybe that's part of our search for those technologies because we recognize that we fundamentally have that potential within us. So we're trying to, you know, reunify this, this, you know, the man ape, the, the, that part of us so that we can move forward and build higher, you know? So that's what I got. I'll pass it on now. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, and, and I think I think that's a good way of, of thinking about it. The idea that like Sasquatch very much is is gonna serve as a reflection for us to see ourselves. So again, you know, I think if some people naturally are just like, oh, like Sasquatch, like be like, you know, like, oh screw screw that that guy. Like, you know, like that's a scary thing, like assuming they believe it exists or you know, they they would see it as like something they need to like claim ownership over or, or to, to assume dominance of and things like that. Whereas, you know, I think people who are kind of more on that conscious level, not only does the idea of Sasquatch become something that's not entirely far fetched, but again, you, you begin to see it as just an extension of you as an extension of the eternal essentials of the source, as, as you were saying, Nicholas. And so again, you know, I think for anybody here, really, really encouraging you to just kind of be able to see, you know, see the Sasquatch in you, see yourself in in, in the Sasquatch and just kind of like trying to understand a little bit more uh, about them. I'm just going to, before we, before we pass it over here, I'm just going to do a quick screen share uh, real quick. We're going to see if this is going to work properly. I think it'll, this will work fine. Um, I encourage you guys to do this and hopefully this doesn't freak you out too much, but literally if you just Google search Sasquatch face, take a look here, like on camera, if you're able to see here, take a look here at like all of the different types of faces that that we have of sasquatch and again like you guys have to keep in mind that like this is not an isolated incident like there are thousands and thousands and thousands of reports of sasquatch like all over the world that have been going back as long as time has been recorded so it really gets into this idea and again this is where i think that you know like sasquatch was almost from the, from the level of source consciousness we can kind of get into this idea of thinking like okay let's put humans on earth and and you know that's that's they're here for the evolution and everything like that but considering this is all a bit of a an experiment by consciousness itself it would make sense to be like okay but let let's put another part of us like nearby as like a satellite to keep an eye on them to to be able to have like a parallel experience but to also be able to uh again like be a part of their story as well so you can see like how like just kind of scrolling through the image here you have a a pretty much almost like a 50 50 variety of like some sasquatch who look like completely like menacing and like characters out of a horror movie and then you get other sasquatches that actually look like very like docile and friendly and incredibly human you know like one of them there like looks basically like an ewok uh, so to speak so um and then there's uh one here if uh my browser doesn't crash i uh, just want to be able to go up a little bit um if I can see if I click this, this is going to work. Uh, so this is, this is just kind of like a cool picture here because uh, it, what you're seeing on screen here is again, just kind of like this artist rendition. And this is like something that I used in a meme earlier today of like a, a Sasquatch, a Bigfoot uh, standing there next to like a small native American, like child, like a, a boy or girl. You can't really tell you see the back of them. And so again, you know, it's just like, imagine yourself, back in the day being uh, as part of like aboriginal culture and actually having a relationship with the sasquatch like imagine how interesting that would be but at the same time imagine if that actually wasn't 
incredibly like far-fetched like imagine if that was actually normal imagine what that would feel like imagine just kind of because again at that point nobody's told you otherwise nobody's told you like oh this shouldn't exist or this is paranormal at that point it's literally it is what is and, and it's just a part of that experience. And again, and I think like this is when you really start to listen to like the Aboriginal cultures that like this is like what they're that, you know, they've been kind of trying to tell us us like ignorant us ignorant white folk and everything like that. You know, we're commonly just like rooted in our root chakra of fear and everything. But the Sasquatch is really teaching us how to move to the heart where it's this, this idea that, you know, kind of similar to our nightmares where, you know, we, we, we see the fear in our nightmares that, that, that is there to help us dissolve it, to help us to be able to meet it with compassion. So again, yeah, it's just fascinating to think like the, like Sasquatch is meant to look scary and menacing, but it's meant to be like a, a, a guardian, a threshold, a mirror for us to be able to see past our initial reaction to that that size and that and that that scariness and to be able to be like oh wow okay cool like this is a you know this is this is another human in here and again and i use a, the term human in, in a very uh broad sense as many of you heard me before the term human i often refer to that as like hue of mana so like the term human it's not just us as people you know it's really like anything that has the godness inside of it so can you see the humanness inside the squatch so again you know like there's so much evidence and and again at this point like we are way past the point of like oh is bigfoot real like no bigfoot is definitely there so let's just keep like going a little bit further again, kind of like what we can learn from it. And then as we go um, within the next half hour, kind of begin to like segue a little bit more into like a little bit of like the the paranormal uh, spirit side of things uh, as well. I realize this is kind of like quite a broad topic, but uh, yeah, I just want to be able to put it all on the table. All right. So checking back in, who uh, wants to go next? Does, uh, does Ryan want to go next? Does Amanda want to go next? Does Ryan want to, does one of you want to let the other go first? We'll let Ryan go first. Does Amanda wants to go first. Okay. I think Amanda wants to go first. I think she's just got other stuff she, she's got to do. So Amanda. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We got you. We got your microphone up, Amanda. So welcome back to the circle and um, yeah, happy to have you here. And please tell us what you would like to bring. And, and I know again, you were talking to your neighbors about it and stuff. So you can report back with what you've, with what you've re- re- uncovered. So Go ahead, Amanda, whenever you're ready. Hey. Yeah, no, seriously, I just have, like, family stuff to get back to. And so that's why I'm like, let me go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So first of all, yeah, uh, you and I were talking earlier this week, and I was like, so um, my neighbors have a giant cutout of a Sasquatch, like, right across the street. It's so weird. Yeah, so I got a chance to talk to them the other night, and it was actually really cool because I hadn't had a chance to talk to them in that kind of fashion before, and yeah, it's a real thing around here. Like, I've always known, like, there's bumper stickers, and there's, you know, t-shirts and stuff, and so I've always known that I live in Bigfoot country, And I'm always like, I don't even know what that means. Like, really? People believe this stuff? Like, you know, you kind of just go, okay, people believe that, whatever. Just like, you know, people believe all kinds of things. And so um, in this whole last week, I feel like I've evolved in my thinking about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, the 
wood ape. I don't know. Uh, Florida calls it the skunk ape. I don't know. You'll you'll do your list of um, names later. So, um, yeah. So I've just been like really delving into like what this all means to people. And honestly, my library didn't have a lot of information about it, which, you know, is kind of annoying because we do have other paranormal things and whatnot. But, like, the local library has nothing on Bigfoot. Like, the one thing I could find was Bigfoot Texas Ranger. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Is that a TV show or something? I don't know. Anyways, so, yeah. Even our local library doesn't want to talk. Um, you're right. I think people are afraid of it, but I don't think it is something to be afraid. Believe, and this is just what I've kind of evolved to believe in this last week, because I haven't even thought that much about it. But when you and this is going to get us all off on that next topic of paranormal. I know that you guys are going to go crazy after I bring this up, but. We are definitely, like, we were talking about it today in the Discord chat. We're definitely hybrids. We are aliens and monkey hybrid of some sort. And I, I believe that the Bigfoot are those giants, those um, creatures, those apes or whatever that were here long before the aliens came to this planet. And when the aliens came, they bred with the bigfoot or sasquatch or whatever the local i don't even know what to call them it it almost feels like if you call them bigfoot it's like calling someone a indian or what you know what i mean it just sounds like you're calling it like a yeah it's very derogatory (laughs) almost derogatory term and so i'm like god am i gonna offend some bigfoot back here and he's gonna come over (laughs) you know over the fence and get me you know what i mean anyway so yeah just Basically, what I feel is um, there's a whole hybrid thing kind of going on. And if you look at Bigfoot, he looks just like Neanderthal. He looks like early man. I'm pretty sure there was some sort of a cross, you know, uh, contamination or whatever with the DNA And that's where we came from is like, we have a little bit of Bigfoot in us, you know, and that's where we kind of can just, I don't know, we can just kind of accept it as it's a part of ourselves. But also what I think too is, um, with the whole, what was I going to say? Um, the whole being scared of it thing or whatever, it's just... It is, oh, I know what I was going to say. It's interdimensional. Like, it's not even folklore. And even folklore may be interdimensional. Who fucking knows? Sorry. But I do believe that, you know, this whole thing could be just an interdimensional, like, the, like you were, I think you even said this earlier, like, you actually only see them when you're open, when you're, like, open to things, and it's, like, yeah, it's like an interdimensional thing, and they could even be from a different time. They could be from a different space. Who knows? But yeah, 
I mean, it opens things up for anything. And I don't discount their, um, that, that they are a possibility. Totally. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Amanda. And please let us know if, if you happen to like come across any in your, in your neighborhood. So just <laughs> casually out and okay. about, leave some, leave some apples on, on your back porch and they'll probably come say hi. Oh, I forgot to tell you there was a, um, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> there was a mysterious universe. I have to bring yeah, it up. There's a mysterious universe. It. Um, I love that podcast. So do you I. Guys, so do I. Ah, it's so good. They're so funny. But there was a cute little granny story where this granny was baking I know which one Bigfoot cookies. <laughs> you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. my God. And she passed it on to her kids and was like, after she died, they had no idea while she was alive. She dies. And they're like, what is this Bigfoot cookie recipe? And so it turns out this one cookie you know racial recipe on the porch for uh bigfoot sasquatch whatever where where it was but anyways it was the cutest story on the mysterious universe and uh yeah i was like i think they even posted the recipe and they're like if you want to bake the cookies and leave it but you can and that's what i'm saying it's like maybe bigfoot will even hear my conversation with you guys and and yeah maybe next couple weeks i'll get a visit or something who knows i live (laughs) in that kind of uh area where it wouldn't be that abnormal to see something like that so Mm -hmm. thanks for listening cool awesome thank you amanda thank you for sharing so yeah good night all right we'll see you see you later amanda (laughs) (laughs) tell tell bigfoot we said hi um okay well <laughs> honestly right like i mean i just like imagining this like super sophisticated bigfoot in like a suit with glasses and stuff like that you know just be like kind of like the beast out of x-men like kelsey grammar grammar or something like that but yeah i mean who knows right there, there, there's so much to this that i think is is there to spark our curiosity and, and it's kind of like for me, it's similar to the UFO phenomenon. It's there to, to get our attention. It's there to be able to like ask questions and go a little deeper. Um, like I said, there's a lot more I want to be able to talk about. I was trying to bring up some uh, footage in my browser, but my browser's just, uh, it's not loading it at the minute. But I did want to be able to see if I can play some audio um, from the Speaking with Sasquatch documentary. And then we're going to pass it over to Ryan. And I feel like this will actually uh, set Ryan up uh, a little bit even though like, I don't know what Ryan's going to say, but I got like a feeling of what he might say, but I feel like what I'm going to play will actually just kind of like help be a little bit of a good lead in. So let me just double check to make sure um, if this is going to work and I'm not going to worry about the video because it'll just like kind of like crash my browser. But this is like a woman who uh, is in the documentary, speaking of Sasquatch, Sasquatch, Ontario. And um, I kind of skimmed through the documentary. I'm going to go back and watch it more in detail afterwards. But uh, from what I understand, this is like her kind of like channeling with Bigfoot. Like she's already done the channeling and now she's kind of like telling you about uh, what her thoughts on Bigfoot are, what Bigfoot has to share. So let me just play some of the audio here uh, and check if it's going to work. And then if it does, we'll keep playing. So give it a second here. I'll just kind of 
tool. I don't know if tool would be the word, but sort of like crystal. Okay. Like crystals. Um, well, we certainly have heard of the way in which a gifted healer can utilize a, a right. crystal to channel energy. It has to do with what's in your heart. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't even. You don't have to go to a marble workshop. <laughs> well, I can tell you, <laughs> flying back from Toronto, one of the Sikh security men who was inspecting my bags, when he saw them, he just filled with light and then our consciousness is expanding all right so just listen to this part this is what i was looking for so we're just going to let this play just for, for the next minute your so people I... make the dimension dimension only in your head bring light into heart then you know no dimension all dimension all one um my understanding of that was that um, when our hearts are filled with light and then our consciousness is expanded to include all dimensions, there's no need to distinguish different dimensions. They are all one dimension in the all one. Nefetia went on to say, the marbles are for you to bring your light, light of the all one, to others of your people who want to feel the light. We give you our light in the marble, and you make your light in the marble, and then you can bring light to others of your people. Without your light, light cannot go to others of your people. With respect to the marbles, my understanding from what Nefetia has given. All right. Okay. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump in there for a second. So um, again, this is this the context here is that this is like a a family in Ontario, and um, they have a relationship with the local Sasquatch, and they give them gifts, and they give them these marbles, and and this is what the, this woman's talking about here. So um, now again, this is where I'm not entirely sure. I have to go back and watch it, but yeah, like they were like the, this they had the Sasquatch had had gotten marbles from somewhere or, or like, but they were giving them to the humans or something. So the Sasquatch were like leaving marbles for the humans. And again, and this is where this lady was kind of channeling, basically just kind of saying that, you know, the gift that the Sasquatch are trying to give to these humans is one of compassion is one of open heartedness is one of reminding them of the light within themselves so that them as humans can continue to bring that light out to other people. So imagine, imagine like how much of a paradigm shift it might be for, for any of us here to actually one day, meet a Sasquatch and imagine how that may actually like change our reality and change the way we you know we kind of see the world but then what if like the Sasquatch was actually basically like a yogi and was uh, like totally just kind of like giving us all this like metaphysical wisdom and everything like that and just kind of like teaching us straight up like okay like as we kind of create a bridge between us this is going to help you create a bridge between the, yourself and like the rest of culture the rest like the, the the gap between like ourselves and our own heart um, so to speak. So uh, let me just double check. I'm just going to play a just one more minute of the audio here. Again, I don't know exactly what, what's coming at this point, but I'll, I'll just let it play and we'll just kind of see what comes out. And again, you is that the energy that they imbue the marbles with is potentiated by the energy that we bring to them. And uh, in that way, they become useful as objects that can facilitate as they say, bringing light in. Could you could you talk a little bit more about it? Yes, it's like it, it is necessary for for us to bring our energy, our heart energy, to the marble to join with the Sasquatch energy to then become what I would say is probably a very powerful healing uh, 
tool. I don't know if tool would be the word, but sort of like crystal, like crystals. Um, well, we certainly have heard of the to operate the mechanism in some way, however that works. I don't know how it works, if they're physically actuating it or not. They appear to be doing so due to the markings that are left mm -hmm, on the cameras. Mm -hmm. But Okay, um, so we'll, we'll just pause this here for, for now. Um, I might be able to pull up some stuff a little bit later, but we're going to pass over to Ryan, and uh, we'll just have more students within the circle to be able to share a little bit more. And um, yeah, again, that's from the Speaking of Sasquatch documentary. Really recommend you guys go check this out. Again, you know, like at this point, like there is mm, like... Oh, like the only thing that's missing is like that physical body of a Sasquatch that everybody wants. And of course they want that. And, and even, you know, within the whole concept of Sasquatch, a lot of people would be like, you know, if Sasquatch is real, how come we haven't found one of their bodies? How come we haven't found one of their bodies like out in the woods? One side to that concept is the idea that like, well, maybe the Sasquatch are actually like smart enough to bury their own dead, like they're sentient enough to bury their own dead. So just like another something to keep in mind. But again, you know, like there's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of like, unmonitored terrain out there in the wor world like literally we as humans if you go in an airplane you realize how small of a space we actually populate and so there's so much space out there it's not hard to believe that like yeah there could be these you know these sasquatch who, who are existing out there but again you know the, the question remains like what is their lineage where do they come from have they been the same this for like thousands of years have they been evolving alongside with us were there did there used to be a bunch more of them and now there are less were they more common back in the day again and as multi-dimensional beings do they only show themselves to us when they want to be seen so to speak and they kind of like exist within the same plane but not always like phased into this physical dimension so again it's just all like i really think once you start getting into the dimensional side of things the sasquatch story really starts to open up and another thing i'll just plant this here and we'll pass over to ryan i was one idea as a quote-unquote conspiracy as to like why the sasquatch story has been kept under wraps is actually because the sasquatch story if if people were to realize that it was true there is like a direct connection between sasquatch and like ufo technology and all all sorts of other you know stuff like there, there's a much bigger story here and this is where you can start getting into the idea of the fact that there's like you know literally hundreds of different extra extraterrestrial races who are existing on this planet right now maybe in like underground cities and stuff some people would tell you like yeah it's it's absolutely true and if that's the case then it's just like sasquatch is just like another one of these you know just like extra characters within this game like as much as that is just a simplified way of putting it but um yeah again you know like as long as they can keep sasquatch as kind of like just rid it of its of its of its myth of its magic and stuff then then if sasquatch isn't real then you know all that other stuff can't be real either but as soon as the government's just like okay you know or the not, not even the government but the mainstream as soon as they're like oh sasquatch is real that'll open up way too many doors way too fast and the fact is most people wouldn't be ready for it most people wouldn't actually be able to handle that truth it would like break them so again i think that's where like the sasquatch mystery is there to be explored for those who are ready to explore it and so if you're listening to this broadcast and you're at that point where you're ready to receive the gift of what happens when you open up to the mystery of the Sasquatch. And I feel that, again, that the, the context here that we're creating is that as you do that, it's actually a heart opening thing and it's an inspirational thing. And it's, again, being able to, like, understand the bigger picture that, that we're taking part in. So 
right, Ryan, I'm going to pass it over to you, dude. Thank you for your patience. And um, let me just bring up your microphone real quick. And so this is Ryan Sage. He's been in past broadcasts. So Ryan, welcome back, man. And uh, when you're ready, go ahead and, and just say hello and bring whatever you would like to bring to this amazing topic tonight. So. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Brandon, for uh, holding these talks. And um, what Nicholas was talking about, that's just so valuable to see it at the transcendental perspective, too. Um, I have a few things to share about what I think about it. To be honest, um, I haven't ever given it much thought. I, it's definitely crossed my mind before, um, the Sasquatch specifically. But um, it's always just been a fleeting thought. But upon reflection for this talk, um, it is Scorpio season. We're approaching Halloween. It's such a fitting talk. And Terrence McKenna, a triple Scorpio, he had a um, really overarching theme about what these things are. And he related it to ufos as well but the sasquatch would fall into this category um the way that it's appearing his theory is it's actually disguising itself as a ufo or a sasquatch as to not alarm us as to its actual form so that's always resonated with me a lot um I also think like when you're alone in nature, that's going to set the stage for something along the lines of a hallucination or a daydream or some sort of um, more flexible reality that you're in when you're alone in nature. So it could be like that people like farmers or people in these isolated towns that had all of the forest where these Sasquatch sightings happen it could be that the Sasquatch itself is simply a legend to lead people to the truth. It could be people discovered like a transcendental truth in nature. And the only way they could preserve what they had found was to invent this creature, the Sasquatch. So that's possibly what's going on with it. Um, I personally have no... Um, prior research at all really to the sasquatch um definitely fascinating um and it could also be like if you find yourself alone and let's say without a camera or any way to record what's going on that just increases the chances of something happening so that could explain why there's such little evidence um Yeah, that's all I have to share for now. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's an interesting way of just kind of thinking about it of like, yeah, like if 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 that if Sasquatch was a myth, like what would be the purpose of it to simply lead people into the into like the the solace of nature to be able to like reach those those states on their own. So, it's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Well, at the same time, I do think that like it, it could, it, if anything, it could be like it could maybe be both or something. There's a whole nother idea I always ponder about the idea of like Sasquatch on mushrooms. That that idea fascinates me. Just like the whole concept of like 
running into a sasquatch in the woods and sasquatch like happens to be on mushrooms and like that's actually like the like the one of the few times where you'll actually like see sasquatch is actually when you just like coincidentally like cross paths with them and sasquatch is like actually like tripping balls on mushrooms at that point and they're just like they're like whoa man like that human like they're chasing me man and like oh crap i forgot to like turn on my invisibility cloak or something like that so it's just a novel idea <laughs> i don't know i mean who knows right who knows who knows if if sasquatches have like their own like sacred ceremonies and, and everything right like maybe like maybe um there there was um one report that uh, i again this was in the uh, uh bigfoot into the in the forest documentary um and it was actually uh just like a, one of one of several reports of like people who actually like lived amongst a family of sasquatch uh, for like a period of time and again this was like way back in like 18 whatever or something like that but again you know there's like at that time like it's 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 interesting to think how back in the day there could have been so much paranormal-esque type stuff and even you know like ufo type light sightings alien encounters sasquatch encounters and there was probably like a lot of it but again it just like never really got reported and, and or or if it did it just kind of like you know just kind of got faded into history um but now as we've kind of like gone into the modern day age like it's expected that like everything it should be recorded everything can be documented so maybe it's like the sasquatch encounters have kind of like dialed back a bit but it seems that you know even to this day like literally like right now the time of this broadcast there's a good chance that somebody is like getting spooked by a sasquatch right now at the time of this broadcast who knows maybe we'll see um, like I said, I want to get into a little bit later. I want to talk a little bit about Les Stroud's, uh, his experience with a Sasquatch and he's a, a documentarian who does the show survivor man. And, um, if I can get video footage, I'm trying to like the, my browser's not loading the video here, but I wanted to be able to show you guys footage of a possible hybrid, um, a Sasquatch human hybrid, like actual footage. So this is like some really trippy stuff that may actually like just like completely make you shift your pants. So just a little heads up on that. All right, let's uh, pass the talking stick around. We uh, still have, I guess, everybody except for Luna. Luna just joined. So Luna, give me a thumbs up if you would like to talk a little bit about this topic. Cool. Sweet. All right, Luna, I'm just going to pull your microphone up and... Luna, welcome back to the roundtable, and please, by all means, go ahead, pass in the talking stick over to you and share us a little bit of your your thoughts on, on the ever-elusive, mysterious Sasquatch and what, what they're here to teach us. So go ahead, Luna, welcome back. Hi, um, sorry I'm a little bit late in here and everything else, but I'm glad I was able to join you guys. I I was listening on YouTube as well. Um, I do want to input, I, I love the concept and idea of the, of the spirituality um uh, towards it, the 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 tele. Can the tell of them? Can, oh man, I'm just I'm just going because <laughs> it's just the ideas that you guys were coming up with. Um, uh, that they they could be telepathic. That they can uh, uh, tune us into uh, ourselves more um, if, if we were more in tune spiritually. Um, and what they can teach us about ourselves, amongst anything else, is really blowing my mind. Actually, um, just the idea alone. Like I've always uh, really have believed in Sasquatch since day one. Like I really have. Um, 
I've also believed that they could possibly be somehow connected with us um, throughout history, like, you know, uh, like Neanderthals, for example. So maybe they're a missing link for us. And maybe that's why um, maybe there's so much talk about uh, um, them, people having uh, experiences with them um, and more telepathic than, than more. And I guess maybe a combination of telepathic and physical, um, which is really fascinating to me. So I, I just want to hear some more what you guys have to say about this and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, Luna. <laughs> Happy to have you here. So, thank you. cool. Thank you. All right. Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's just kind of check in. We've kind of gone around the circle here once. Um, I, again, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to literally just show you guys footage uh, of this like hybrid. Um, but like YouTube is literally just giving me the spinning disc here, so it's not it's not loading up. And again, that's uh stay tuned in the future when we get like a, a super awesome computer and then it's just going to be like way smoother and everything like that um but uh okay i'll tell you a quick story about like the uh les stroud um encounter and again like you can literally look him up on on google sharing this exact same story um sorry just making sure guys just dro drop an 11 11 on the youtube chat to make sure that you guys can still hear me okay i just want to make sure that things are like running through fine i'm just trying to run up a image search here to see if there's video of like what i was looking for oh there it is yeah the chinese bigfoot hybrid man oh man that thing's that's trippy okay i'll, I'll be able to show you guys like a bit of um actually i might be able to yeah uh if anything i'll just be able to like pull up the image of this in a second so okay so uh quick story about les, les stroud's um his bigfoot encounter and then a little bit later i want to actually be able to share with you guys uh, a concept for a book that i have like a children's book about sasquatch uh which i'll share with you guys because it's just kind of a cool concept that will just kind of like open things up for you a bit but anyways uh les stroud's encounter with bigfoot uh one of the ones that happened to him twice and again this is a guy who has like a reputation this is a guy who wouldn't really just like make this stuff up uh he is known as a survivor man he has like a documentary tv series he's canadian he goes out and he spends time in nature and he goes to like isolated places it's just him he brings a camera by himself so if anybody's gonna like have a sasquatch experience it would be someone who would be out there all by themselves and so one of the encounters that he had and again i'm kind of telling you this this is like a spooky story kind of thing was um it, it was when him and his his uh, wife at the time were camping up out in the wilderness and basically it was like late at night one time and they were in their tent and then suddenly he could hear something like walking towards the tent it was just like and basically he's very well versed in knowing what animals sound like and he was just like okay that is not the sound of a bear that is not the sound of like a mountain lion that is definitely the sound of something bipedal something like anthropomorphic something standing on two feet and then so like he was hearing it getting closer and closer but they were literally out in the middle of nowhere where there was like no roads for like hundreds of miles so there should not be anybody out there where they are and then basically like he was in his tent and he just kind of did one of those like where it's just like hey you know like we're here like don't run into the tent like not knowing what it was 
And then like as he did this, the whatever it was just like ran off. And then he didn't even get to see it because he was still in the tent. And by the time he got out of the tent, like obviously it's pitch black. But then like he just heard it like rustling as it kind of like ran off in the other direction. So even just there, that's just like one kind of like spooky story. And like sometimes you hear about it, it just kind of like makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Then the other quick story that he had. And again, this is just like one of like thousands of counts, right? Of like all these different stuff. So, you know, really encouraging you guys to go check this out. And then I'll, I'll mention the hybrid thing afterwards in a second. And then again, we'll just popcorn style around a little bit more. The other encounter he had was uh, when he was filming up in Alaska. And uh, he had been there for quite a while. And then he was like uh, about 20 meters away from his camera at the time. And um, I, I don't think, I, I'm not sure like what time of day it was. But anyways, and... And I don't even know if he could see the creature, but basically, like, what happened is that this creature started whooping at them. And this is actually, like, a common thing that you hear about uh, the Sasquatches, is that they, they have, like, a whoop noise. It would be like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And, and again, like, that's very much like an ape noise, right? And so, he again, he knows, like, what, like, bears sound like, what m moose sound like, what all these other creatures sound like. And so, this creature, like, literally just whooped at him. It was like, it was like whoop, whoop. It was just like making that noise and it just like scared, you know, made him shift his pants. And basically like this creature did this, like whooped at him like five times and he was like r close to his camera. But he, at that point he like wasn't moving. Cause again, this is like a professional. This guy has been traveling the wilderness like his entire life and he's never come across anything like this. And again, this is way out in the middle of nowhere. There should be like nobody else. And then at this point, he like he's like, okay, I'm going to like go to the camera and at least try and get some audio. And then when he does this, the creature just like, again, just runs off into the woods and just crashes and you hear it just like running away type thing. And so again, like just there, there's just like this little story of, of like just one other person who, who has had these encounters and they can't really fully explain them. And he's actually, and I don't know if this is underway, if this has happened, but he is actually, um, he, he was so moved by this that he wants to do like a documentary series where he's actually going out into the woods to be able to document a potential Bigfoot experience. And literally, you know, what better person than someone who would literally just go out into the middle of the woods just because that's what you got to do. You got to embed yourself out in the nature and everything like that. Um, so again, that's just kind of like one, one story of a Sasquatch encounter. So the next story that I'm going to tell you, and again, this one, this one freaking blows my mind. Um, because I, I think, I think like, if anything, this is like almost like close to some form of evidence if we're taking it at face value. And, and so basically this is a story, uh, that happened. Um, and, and this is like, this isn't even that long ago. Like this was in like the, like the 1970s or eighties or something like that, maybe even a little bit later. And this was, and again, this is, I'm just kind of butchering the story, but the general idea is, is that, um, there was a creature like in China in this particular region that was known for like having a presence. People knew of it one night this creature actually like took uh one of like the women from the village and basically like took her away and like had sex with her uh doubtfully by with consent and then like brought her back to the village and then this woman like nine months later like had a child and this child actually grew up into a full-grown man and lived until it was like 33 years old but had like the the cognitive like sort of like intelligence of what seemed to be like a child but 
there is video footage of this man and so again like rather than just sort of being you know obviously you can just sort of dismiss it if you were to just be like okay this is a deformity this is like a genetic disposition and that is actually what we're perceiving here but if you were to literally just believe the story and, and, and again, just kind of allow yourself to do this. And I, go, I know some of you watching on audio, you won't be able to see this, obviously, but I'll, I'll, you can look this up. Look, look up Chinese Bigfoot hybrid man afterwards and you'll see this. And so I'm going to bring up the uh, on, on image right here so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. And I think like once you see it, suddenly you'll just kind of be like, be like, holy, you know, like, whoa, okay. Like what is, you know, what is going on here? And so... Um, bring it up on on camera bring it up on screen right now for for you guys to be able to take a look at this and here we go so it's up on screen right now so you can actually see it like up on screen right now where like this is like still images from a documented almost like news report that that they have like of this individual and again i'm just not playing the video of it right now because it's just like not buffering very well but again like look at this person like their their limbs are like way longer than than what is normally expected for for like an individual human their their face looks different their posture looks different like their neck is different and again just kind of like given the context of that story is this literally like are we literally looking at a hybrid of a human and what would have been the bigfoot of that region and if that's the case then again you know like this is this is one of the closest forms of some kind of evidence of of there actually being like a sasquatch and and so again it's just kind of it's one of those stories that's out there obviously you know just think for yourself that's it's a whole idea of what it is that we're doing here but i just wanted to be able to share with you the guys the fact that like this this happened this exists and so like i think that again you know like yeah like luna's saying like amazing so again like for me it is amazing because if we're taking this at face value then like holy crap this is this is like a very powerful piece of quote-unquote evidence so again i just wanted to be able to share that with you guys look up chinese bigfoot uh hybrid uh again it's kind of spooky it's it's, it's, it's a little bit spooky right you're just kind of like you're, you're checking out and you're just like whoa okay but Again, it's either a person who has a genetic disformity or this is literally like a Bigfoot human hybrid. So, <sighs> crazy stuff. All right, okay, so just going to close that and um, let's just keep passing the talk and stick around, guys. So, again, let's just talk a little bit more about the, the Sasquatch phenomenon and um, and then we'll start to link it into, you know, again, like the, the bigger experience of like, again, obviously like spirits and paranormal. That's a... That's an incredibly broad topic, um, but we'll, we'll just kind of see where it goes. This is all just kind of practice. But uh, again, you know, the concept, the context here that we're doing is, is, is kind of like just being able to piece together the, the being other being being able to connect the dots so that we can begin to see the bigger picture. And part of that bigger picture, the fact that again, this reality is not as cut and dry as it appears to be. There is a lot more to it. And as we begin to see more of it, we begin to understand a little bit more of our place within it and as well as that, uh, our potential as well. So just kind of uh, at this point, talking stick is is open for whoever wants to be able to grab it. So what are some more thoughts on, on the, the Sasquatch phenomenon, guys? What are your general what are your general feelings even on the Sasquatch phenomenon? So if anybody wants to volunteer to grab the talking stick, 
please do. And even if you guys have any like any questions you want to throw towards the team or anything like that, uh, please do as well. And I also had like a list of like all the other names for the different Sasquatches and stuff for all the different regions as well. So um, does anybody want to volunteer to take the talking stick next? If you guys want to say anything in particular, I'll just uh, wait for somebody to jump in. Okay, you go. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so I just want to give a quick list of some of the names of the different Sasquatches that uh, that it, the different names for Sasquatch. Actually, what I want to also be able to do is figure out like what where the term Sasquatch even came from. Uh, maybe we'll do that in between. Like I feel like the term Sasquatch probably has like a translation to it that I haven't exactly figured out yet. Um, but again, so these are just some of the names of the Sasquatch in different regions. So. <clears throat> Um, just looking for some of the ones that I can pronounce. Uh, so in Pakistan, it is known as the Barmanu. In Canada, in uh, ha ha uh, Hasla, Canada, in British Columbia, it is known as Bigwas. Um, in uh, the Hopi tribe, it is known as the Big Hairy Man and also the Messenger. Ooh, take note of that, right? Like the messenger. So again, you know, beginning to figure out like the role of of like the the Sasquatch again, because I feel that Sasquatch isn't just here by accident. I feel it's playing a bigger part within our our shift in consciousness, and hence the fact that we're literally talking about it right now. Um, it is also known as uh, the boogeyman in some areas, obviously. Uh, even the booger man, apparently. Um, is known as uh, the box in some places in Canada. Um, it is known as... Oh, interesting. In some places, it is known as the cannibal uh, who eats dead people. So again, I think there's like different... This is what I mean. That there's lot, There seems to be many different types of Sasquatches in the same way there are different types of variations of, you know, bears and apes and everything like that. And I think some Sasquatches are like literally herbivores but i feel some sasquatches might have like a different diet and may may even have like a different demeanor like there may be some sasquatches who may be out there who might actually be like kind of violent but then at the same time there could be other sasquatches who are actually like quite sentient and intelligent um and again and literally the idea of thinking about them as like having families like that was even the thing in the speaking speaking with sasquatch speaking of sasquatch like it was literally talking about the idea of the sasquatch family that 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 was there and you know there was like children and stuff too and, and, and this family has existed throughout generations um just a chinese wild man uh the crying beast in southern ojai which is again in the 1800s that goes back to uh the devil's monkey so again you can see how it scared a lot of people and some people kind of like label it based on how they react to it uh the forest devil the forest giants uh, Giganto, um, uh, Grendel. That's interesting. Like Grendel is like the tale from like, that's Danish. Like that's like, that's like part of like an old tale. Um, uh, Harry Bill in Texas. <laughs> of course they name it Harry Bill in Texas. That's funny. Uh, Harry man, Harry woman or Harry people. Um, the hill monkeys in Oklahoma, the holla yella in, uh, West Virginia, um the jocko in canada the jimbra in aboriginal australia the jungle man in india um the kakundak in africa this isn't even all of them i'm just like hitting upon some of them uh the motloose in another tribe in canada uh momo 
um, is uh, short for Missouri Monster. That's another version of it. Um, I'm just gonna name a couple few, a couple more here, and then we'll pass it over to to Yuga. Um, old Yellow Top Canada is another one. Old Skunky, Old Skunky Bill <laughs> in, in Texas. I like these Texas names I got. <laughs> Um, interesting, interesting. The wicked giant, the skunk ape, the skunk demon, skunky Bill. I keep naming it Bill. Weird. And uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few. And the Windigo. That's like another common one. And of course, like you got like the Yeti, uh, which is again just like based on uh, locations and regions. But again, it just goes to show the fact that like literally, as long as there have been man, there have been reportings of these other men these other creatures these other mountain creatures who have been at the peripheral this entire time who are they why are they here what are they doing and how are they actually a part of our journey yuga i'm gonna pass the talking stick over to you and we'll just explore this mystery a little bit more so yuga go, go ahead dude any any thoughts on where we're at right now yeah um in regards to the chinese hybrid guy i first came across that documentary that was about the experimentation of the hybridization of chimpanzees with humans and then that ended up being ended up being a giant flop as far as the testing goes and i think there was some death involved but um from what my research came to find was that that guy ended up just having a severe genetic deformity um and then the one documentary i found that i had referenced upon earlier um what was interesting about that was he was talking about the footprints that had been casted of Bigfoot and how evolutionary speaking, our footprints, like our foot shape wasn't, if we were built, we weren't built right. And they were talking about how the impression of Bigfoot's foot and going back to the bone density, it, it made a lot of connections. You'll really need to take a look at that. There's so much information in that one documentary. It's an older one too and the guy seemed to really really know what he was talking about but um something i recalled with my experience back in sedona um that rock that i ended up keeping what was interesting about it was it was colloid and also the way it was i mean it was like stone for all intents and purposes but it had certain like quote unquote key points or pressure points and you could tell it was something that was meant to be held or used as a tool, not like a stone tool, but it was something more than it it looked like. And I, I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. It's probably my place still in Phoenix. Um, and looking at some of the bay was how there was something in my research involving meteorites and certain type of meteorites there was like this kind of granular structure within the stone. And that might be the reason why it kept dinging whenever you hit it. But it, it, it had this kind of rough Cody on the outside. It kind of like um, shark skin for lack of a better term. But it was just so weird how you could actually hold and feel the energy being pushed and exerted through this trapezoid looking stone. Um, and then when I was working with it, going back to taking a stand, the idea that I was kind of given was to imagine standing on this little stone and then having it kind of like disc itself out like a sil the silver surfer surfboard and then just kind of using that as like 
a little quote unquote spaceship. But um, going back to Mr. Sir, the information that he had given me and the communication that had been transparent, there was a lot of misunderstanding from his side, from my perception that he wasn't fully aware of the inner workings of what was going on at the time. And that's about this, it was literally the day the 5G network went on. And I think that was part of the reason why there was some problem with his perception on what was going on on our side. But I just wanted to mention that, and uh, I'm probably going to have to dip out for a little bit, eat some dinner, but I'll try to get back in a timely manner. Cool, cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you being here, man. Yeah, there's still so much more to uncover. But yeah, again, like uh, maybe the hybrid thing, like I guess there's there's more to research on that. Again, it depends, you know, just kind of like what story you're looking at it through. But yeah, it could be. Yeah, well, the, the, the documentary that I mentioned, the... Uh, it's called everything you know is wrong uh, I, I think you may have read it but uh, i posted it in the the discord that's the guy the russian uh, the russian case with the village having mm. the offspring of the the sasquatch okay, okay. and he, he has pictures of the skull and there was some testing done with that as far as the proportion goes it it was clearly a hybrid mm -hmm. in that case interesting interesting cool awesome Sweet, dude. Well, uh, yeah, try and get back when you can, because I know like the spirit topic will probably be one where you'll have more to share on that. So cool. All right. Okay. Thanks again, man. Much love. Sweet. All right. Uh, again, just inviting anybody else to be able to um, jump into the conversation. If you guys feel you want to, uh, we currently have Amanda and Luna and Nicholas and myself uh here in the broadcast and um yeah again you know like the spirit paranormal, paranormal stuff we'll just kind of get into that there's a lot that we can take that with um i did just want to hit upon um and and again please let me know if you guys want to say something next so just like put your thumb up on camera and then i'll know to pass the talking stick to you next um one of the things uh with the okay cool nicholas pass it to you in a second one of the things with the sasquatch stories um Again, I've heard a lot of different stories uh, of like Sasquatch having like benevolent encounters with people. And again, going back to like the telepathy encounters, one encounter, uh, one story that I heard that was really fascinating. Uh, it was basically this idea that like one day a Sasquatch literally kind of like let itself not not even be captured, but but it, it revealed itself to this local like deputy sheriff. And this was like not even that long ago. This might have been like in the 80s or I don't even, I don't know. And, and, um, and again, it's just like, well, why wasn't there any video footage or anything like that? I don't know. I, I don't have the full story here, but just listen to the general concept. And basically like this Sasquatch literally, uh, allowed themselves to go into the, like the police department, the police facility facility, and they had it like behind bars and the Sasquatch was totally calm this entire time. And it was literally like communicating to them and telling them like what it was and why it was there. And it was being like incredibly just like compassionate and everything. And it basically just like delivered this information to these humans. And then when it was ready to leave, it literally just like got up and like walked through the wall. Like it literally just like phased through a wall type thing. So um, I remember that story just kind of like really just kind of stuck with me because I was like, oh, wow. OK, right. Like the multidimensional aspect of Sasquatch for me, I feel that would make sense. And that's where it kind of gets into this idea of not thinking, you know, thinking of Sasquatch watches like 
similar to almost like a higher dimensional being who's who's kind of like playing within this dimension to almost be able to be like our big brother who's kind of keeping an eye on us from the woods while still living like a simple life of their own but again i think there's like different types of sasquatch there may be some that are literally just like primitive almost very much more ape-like but then there may be other ones that are very intelligent telepathic and quasi-dimensional as well so um yeah it seems to be that there's a there's a variety of different types of sasquatch uh, underneath the the umbrella of the term uh nicholas i'm going to pass the talking stick over to you and again we'll uh hit upon this topic a little bit more and then we'll just kind of see where it goes so nicholas go ahead dude what do you what are your thoughts oh hold on dude i think we're missing your your mic we can't hear you right now we got your audio or hold on never mind i just turned up the wrong levels there we go now you're good go ahead perfect all right wonderful Harry. yes good stuff go for it all right um well i have a couple things i wanted to bring back to the um the chinese man that appeared to have um I don't know, some sort of genetic link to whatever you want to say here. I don't really know exactly what to say, but the important fact is um, the work that the Chinese government has been doing with genetic experimentation and um, I would just say experimentation and the important case um, to bring up would be how Yao Ming's parents were selected and brought together by the state and he was there's proof that he was almost bred by the state to have his traits and then goes on to have such a successful career in life but that shows the work that the state has been doing in having a hand in genetic manipulation so they could be responsible for other cases that we don't know about possibly this case um and then I guess that moves on further into the topic of genetic manipulation and what other genetics they're playing with. Because if there are all these species, if we get on a multidimensional plane where we have, I don't know, the Sasquatch people, the Pleiadians, the, um, the Nordics, the avians, the triangles, the, you know, um serious star cluster you got uh the arcturians do you got you know if we get in that place then you see all these uh, oh the dracos and the uh celtic pride and <laughs> nice i'm irish awesome awesome <laughs> um what else um yeah when you start getting into that kind of domain what other genetic links could we have going on behind the scenes so Mm -hmm. any input on there i could keep going but (laughs) i'd love to hear something (laughs) yeah i mean i think um yeah like the, the the genetic links topic and stuff like that um yeah i i would say like at this point considering that there's been plenty of players within the game that there's probably been like a lot more inter you know interspecies breeding than than we may even like like to believe but um again it's kind of one of those things where it's like it's hard to i mean a lot of it was just be like hypothesis hypothesizing and everything like that um but no go, go ahead nicholas like sure. like yeah like i guess 
it, yeah, like it, it, again, just um, tying it into like the the Sasquatch perspective on things. Um, yeah, do you feel like I don't know? Just, just go ahead, just pass on talking stick back to you if you have anything else that you want to okay. go on further. Um, oh, I did want to mention um, if we ha- if we do have Sasquatch DNA, which after hearing that, I believe that we we may because that explains this telepathic connection we have because you think of like twins they share more dna than your average person and there's evidence showing that they have a closer shared bond so if we do have this genetic link with them then it makes sense that we could have a telepathic connection with them because our dna will vibrate to a certain frequency that's shared with theirs um and then trying to think of where to go with that exactly that's interesting what other what other species Hmm? well no i was just saying yeah like uh yeah like the the idea that corresponding dna would actually create like better pathways for telepathic communication like it's an interesting concept i would think that you know rather than thinking like okay do we have sasquatch dna or something like that like i wouldn't even think that it would be quote-unquote sasquatch dna but i would say if anything sasquatch and humans both originate like from like the same lineage from like the same like they were created out of the same oven so to speak so like in that sense it's not like we are part sasquatch but sasquatch and us are part of like something that's a bigger thing but we do share common traits like i i I, you're right like i do feel that the the if you were to have sasquatch dna and human dna next to each other that there probably would be there would be like a lot of common uh strands to to the two so um but yeah like i i I definitely feel that again you know i even just within the concept of telepathy and kind of like paranormal and stuff like that i I'm, i'm a big believer in the idea that again you know like anybody anybody can can be telepathic it's just like the filters that we have that kind of like prevent us from being able to access it all the time um so again you know like it would make sense that that like a sasquatch like would have like a natural telepathic ability and if anything it would actually be a part of their survival instinct you know like the the sasquatch's telepathic abilities is what would allow them to be able to avoid man and to be able to hide and to be able to even like project fear in into a man in as like a self-defense mechanism you know like like the sometimes like the sasquatch may not actually be trying to scare us but it may just be trying to protect itself you know like what if what if like someone gets close to a sasquatch and the sasquatch is like oh crap you know like i've got a family here that i need to protect what am i gonna do right like i don't want this like this this slack-jawed yokel to use that term you know kind of very derogatory term but i wouldn't want like somebody just like walking up and like accidentally like shooting me and my kids or something so i'm gonna like meet them halfway and i'm gonna scare the, i'm gonna scare them i'm gonna i'm gonna like freak them out or something like that and so i think maybe you know in some cases like we get these stories of sasquatches like freaking people out but maybe it's like a posture thing maybe like that that's just a way for the sasquatch to just be like get out of my woods like there is you know we're trying to live our life here like you're coming onto our property like get off my lawn type thing and it's not like it's actually trying to be like hey like i'm gonna eat you but it's just like trying to scare them so that they don't come back type thing um for me i feel like that actually could be again you know rather than just thinking the sasquatch is just like a scary beast but actually like a a cognitive sentient intelligent creature 
who is making these choices for a reason and also making these choices because yeah like maybe they got like a family that that they mean that they need to protect like it's crazy to think that there's like little sasquatches out there even right now alive in the world at this moment it's crazy um but yeah uh, uh, nicholas anybody else with any thoughts and stuff like that nicholas i don't know if you want to pass it back Mm -hmm. to you or whatever but yeah i was leaving the floor open for a moment um i think that was all some good stuff uh i'm not really exactly sure what to say <laughs> no I, I hear you man yeah 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 i think we'll uh we'll, we'll get close to kind of like segueing beyond the the sasquatch story in a little bit because again like that's kind of one of the things with the sasquatch story is that like beyond uh you know anecdotal accounts and everything like that there's there's only like so far we can kind of get with it um, but, but I do feel that like the, the place that we want to be able to get to it is kind of where we've already gotten, which again, is just being able to shift our perspective from seeing Sasquatch as like this either a something that's completely just like made up, but then also being able to see, you know, it as just like a scary monster to being able to actually see it as like a, a like a, a, an intelligent being who has the right to be here as equally as much as we do. And again, who has literally been here throughout Uh, hundreds and thousands of years and and this was again kind of the idea that i was alluding to to begin with that maybe you know sasquatch type creatures actually exist in other parts of the galaxy and maybe they serve a role where again like they're kind of they're they're there as like a, a special branch of consciousness not only to be able to have its own experience but also to be able to be like something to keep an eye on on the indigenous culture that that is evolving there at the time um, so again, you know, like maybe this is where you kind of get into this idea of like, maybe like Sasquatch are, are actually kind of like working alongside with like aliens or something like that. Um, again, it's, it's very much just like conjecture and everything, but, uh, yeah, I know there, there's, there's a lot to it. Um, there's some other stuff I think I was gonna mention at some point. I was going to mention to you guys just like a little story and stuff, but then we'll just kind of segue this. Um, let me just make sure my browser's still working there. Uh, checking back in though, uh, Luna, Luna, Nicholas, Turner, uh, you guys got any more thoughts on Sasquatch? Any other questions? Do we feel like we've uh, kind of like, you know, just moved through some of the mystery here? Um, Turner, pass it over to you. We haven't heard much from you yet. So Turner, go, go ahead, dude. Any any thoughts on the Squatch? What is What does the Squatch teach you about yourself? <laughs> test, test. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead, dude. I'll, I'll try to talk a little bit slower. I'm sure the feed's coming in fine on YouTube. Well, guys, on the Hangouts. I think your but, I think your microphone's still gonna have that glitchy thing that it had last time, where it like kind of cuts better. out. Does it? Well, it, it comes through fine, and then it just like stops, and then it comes through fine again. So, but go ahead, just give it a shot. Yeah, it's too. It might be something with the Hangouts, or maybe it's just me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll we'll just try anyways. Here, you know, what? I'm just gonna unplug the mic and see if that works better. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's. You know, it's 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 anyways, just go ahead. Just anyways, just go just ahead and talk. You know, kind of. The fact that we all kind of see the same, you know, different but like similar aspects of the key. 
we kind of relate that back to a lot of UFO and alien sightings, you know, of how we have this like idea of and other people have shown us it to look like and then our brains you know are perceive something they've never experienced before you know that's like trying to imagine a color that you've never seen if you were to try to imagine what Sasquatch was to look like you know a Bigfoot to look like you can't you literally can't imagine to form a picture based on ideas of what you think or have seen or have been shown. If Bigfoot was to exist as an energy, as a being, entirely different than anything that we could imagine it to be, it could, you know, to reach you just because that's what makes the most sense to our brains mm. and seeing in a foreign animal environment and then as validation kind of looking back at what media and movies and other people's experience we actually witnessed or not um i remember hearing about this podcast mysterious universe another yeah the podcast was saying how if Bigfoots are an advanced intelligent species just makes a camouflaged like cloak, you know. Also they have to worry about getting discussed with you and other stuff, but you know, how the camouflage would work is that it would just make it everything we perceive with our eyes is just light reflected off of something so if we were to look at the camera and reflecting off of the cloak would just be information that our brains perceiving that would just make the most sense so it is able to you know take whatever form it needs to to make the most sense of how we are Mm -hmm. so, it's just choppy but it... <laughs> it's still kind of coming through but i know it's just like a little bit annoying just but but i'm getting the gist of it the psychic ability of putting yeah. together. Well, even the idea of like sasquatch being like an advanced thinking of them, thinking of them as an advanced species is actually like a really fascinating idea I, I i think like that's like definitely one that you know probably doesn't cross like a lot of people's uh in cultures too of how yeah. you know the most technology wasn't like something we developed yeah it was like our phones, spiritual cells. technology yeah it's our bodies and it's our minds so you us know, being able to affect the field this yeah. yeah makes sense why bigfoots are able to perceive all of the innate ability to you know kind of slip in between these zones and travel you know wherever they need mm -hmm. and to kind of connect to different places in the world energetically yeah 
Yeah, and it's it's interesting to almost like think of like you know like what if like the Sasquatch are almost like higher dimensional tourists in, in a sense that are just kind of like hanging out here on Earth because they're just like yeah you know I really want to enjoy like the physical dimension of this and I want to like have like a family and go live out in the woods and just live a simple life and it's like oh yeah you can do that but you just have to like be a Sasquatch and make sure that you go invisible every now and then so that the humans don't find you or something. So like, honestly, like I feel that there's again within like the broad spectrum of the different types of Sasquatch, I feel that there are some Sasquatch that can probably like phase shift out of dimensions as crazy as that sounds. And then I feel like there's other Sasquatch that are probably just more kind of like wild ape like creatures type thing. And then they all kind of get classified as, as one thing. But I do feel that there's like a higher tier of like super intelligent Sasquatch that that is out there type thing. And they probably like have they probably like fly UFOs too. Who knows? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, another thing I always thought was interesting too was how experiences and reports how closely Bigfoots resemble human behavior, mm-hmm. like have cross dressed. They've snuck into people's clothes and wore like bras and women's underwear. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, just big, there's a, a stories of people being adopted by Bigfoots. There's reports of, of by Bigfoots. You know, there's you know reports of people feeding and befriending Bigfoots. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of like what you guys were saying before of how the mindsets that we have when we, you know, if we perceive them to be something scary or fearful, they naturally just are like that because their power, we're painting them to be a certain way. So Bigfoots are as human as we make them out to be. Mm. weird man i'm gonna let's pass the talking stick around a little bit just because like um yeah your microphone kind of gets a little tedious to listen to but it's still coming through but it's just like i wish it was better yeah <laughs> it's a connection it's not the microphone it's just a wi-fi or something so i have youtube up on one tv and <laughs> it's on another <laughs> okay. so i can like get the piece all right, we'll stay in the chat, dude. We'll we'll pass it back to you as we go. So that's cool, man. All right, thank you, Turner. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So let's keep um <clears throat> again. Okay. Uh, so we've been in the broadcast for has it been two hours? Yeah, I guess it's like almost been two hours. Almost been two hours. And um yeah, just again like. So, I mean, obviously Sasquatch kind of like fits into the category of paranormal. Paranormal is just kind of you know the fringe of what is normally understood and expected and and accepted uh within society um but again you know like within the theme of halloween and stuff like that uh there is room within this broadcast to be able to talk about like the idea of like spirits and the idea of like entities and and things of that nature um and and to be honest like this is like i feel see this is where it gets hard because it's just like that's such a broad topic and that's where like keeping it narrowed in on sasquatch is easy uh getting into the just the broadness of this is kind of uh big 
but um i want to be able to just like invite you guys to be able to just you know again using this space to be able to practice talking about uh about these topics and so i mean you know kind of just kind of like we can still talk about sasquatch we can still relate it back and everything like that but kind of like opening up into the bigger the bigger concept of things and let's move into like the idea of like spirits so i mean you know I think that it's it's beginning to become more understood and accepted that we literally exist in like an ocean of energy. And we commonly use this term dimension to kind of like refer to uh, the idea that like there can be multiple things existing within the same place, but actually on different dimensional energies like different dimensional wavelengths frequencies would be one way of thinking about it and so like within this concept it really begins to open things up again more to this idea of like is there it like <laughs> you know what's beyond our, our sight what is there that is like just beyond the veil and i think and this is i'll just say this and i'll just open it up to you guys just get your general thoughts on this <clears throat> you know like <clears throat> there's a big paradigm shift here to kind of move into and it's one that can be very, in some ways, a bit overwhelming and a bit scary for, for some people. And I understand that. But it's basically this idea of understanding that, like, we are literally surrounded by, quote unquote, spirits, like, all the time. Like, that is actually just a part of how reality works. Um, and so, again, when we're talking about spirits, uh, this is kind of like a general term that we're using to refer to, I guess, maybe... Uh, the concept of like entities that don't necessarily have the same physical body as us, but they still have like their own consciousness. They still have their own identity um, and they still have the potential to occupy the same space. So, I mean, just kind of trying to put some definition on this, you know, spirits can literally be, you know, just like actual souls of humans that are beyond the physical body, but they still exist within the same space and have like anchored themselves into a particular space because of the energies that they had to it associated with life. This is where you get into ideas of like hauntings and things like that. Um, but again, you can really get kind of broad with this and then you can start getting into the idea of, um, you know, does everything have a spirit? And are we talking about like elementals? Are we talking about uh, animism? Uh, the idea of like literally being able to see like the spirits in nature. Um, and so again, yeah, like it's just like, it's a broad topic. I, 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 I feel that. And uh, at this point, I just kind of wanted to be able to like invite you guys to think about, you know, let's kind of frame this around the concept of like, what do you feel the audience should be aware of? Uh, kind of keeping this a little bit practical when we're talking about the concept of paranormal and spirits and Sasquatch, what do you feel that the audience listening to this should be more aware of? And what do you feel, you know, the, the general public could be more aware of? And what do you feel that we're kind of like, moving towards not just to look at this knowledge and this information is just purely entertainment but to, again to be able to help us better understand what this reality is and like how we're interfacing uh with it as well and and again to be able to understand that like can we ourselves be be like a bridge between kind of like the seen and the unseen do do we ourselves have this very unique privilege to kind of like walk between worlds to to be like ambassadors of that space so um yeah anybody in the chat who who would like to just like talk uh, hold the talking stick next and talk a little bit about spirits and even again other stuff okay luna cool we'll pass over to you guys and then again guys like we will i think we'll probably do a broadcast a little bit later on specifically about like ufos 
Um, we did do one in the past, obviously, but it's always fun to go back to. Um, and we can talk about that because again, it kind of like, it's all like, it's not just one, they're not separate. Right. So, um, but in this case, we'll talk a little bit about spirits and even, you know, the ideas of like hauntings and, and things like that. If you guys want to be able to talk about that, um, or even the idea of like sometimes spirits kind of being showing up on film. Uh, this is where you get into the concept of like orbs. What are orbs? Uh, I'll share a little bit of just like what my thoughts are on orbs. Um, but yeah, let's just practice again. This is why we're, we're here. We're practicing talking about this. I know sometimes it can feel like it's a little bit overwhelming, but we'll just practice talking about this stuff. So Luna, pulling up your microphone, uh, go ahead, Luna, share with the audience, you know, like what, what do, what do you feel that they should be more aware of when it comes to the topic of, of spirits and anything else you would like to bring to the table? Go ahead, Luna. Um, most definitely on my spirits and, uh, just recently too, just, uh, learning more of a Gnostic, uh, philosophies and psychology and all that. Um, to me, I think people should be more aware of, of really seeing a, a spirits as, you know, in a collective whole kind of to make sense to, to connect ourselves with the universe, right? If we are the energy and we are the universe, and we're in like in the third dimension embodying the universe, then, you know, the existence of ghosts and spirits now that should apply to that to help it. And again, to help make a bridge and understanding towards, okay, maybe this is how we're connected to the universe then. And this is how the universe is us and vice versa, right? Um, because everything has an energy, no matter what it is in existence, it has an energy and as consciousness, it's always flowing through. So in any culture, you can really see that the concept of spirits and ghosts and hauntings and all that are all energies that are produced from ourselves and productions uh, also from the universe. So again, like kind of just putting those two together in, in a, something like, and I don't think a lot of people actually kind of stop to think about that like either. I never really thought about that too much either. Like I am a Wiccan and October is the best time for me to communicate with spirits a lot of times too. I've had wonderful experiences every year, like all month long talking to ghosts and, and stuff like that and give it, and it's, it's mainly for me uh, as a Wiccan or a witch there uh, to, to give praise um, uh, for the fact that uh, that they are the birth, they're, they're kind of like energies to rebirth and they're not really looking at it as death, but they're the energies of our rebirth too as well. There are families, there's um, so much more than that. So then for Samhain, for Wiccans, for us, that's why we celebrate and, and celebrate the dead because in a sense, they, they're, they're the seeds of birth. Without their energy, they wouldn't be alive now kind of thing so and again too like i've been learning more about gnostic learning and all that too and how it it really does tie into how everybody is connected and how we're connected to the universe too as well so just want to point that out there awesome thank you luna um would you be able to uh sorry let me just yeah thank you thank you luna um would you be able to maybe uh expand either now or later on just like when you say that you've like talked with ghosts and talked with spirits can you share a little bit more about like what that experience is for you just within a context so that the audience can maybe understand a little bit better oh for sure i got a wicked story to tell after you <laughs> is there anything you want to share now oh yeah uh really quick definitely i mean a couple of years ago i was with a few friends of mine 
Um, and out here in Winnipeg, we have this really old saints uh, cemetery in St. Boniface there. Um, and we were just walking through and we happened to come across this one headstone there that um, in the late 1900s, I think it was, when they first built a university in St. Boniface there, uh, there was a horrible fire that happened and 12 people died. Um, well, we're sitting here, uh, while I'm looking at this tombstone, I remember uh, most of it was French, right? So I'm looking at this tombstone, I'm like, okay, I can kind of understand, you know, it's, it's connected to the fire that happened here with the college and, and everything else. And I kind of went and mentioned to my buddies, I said, how come their names are not on this here? And I can't really read French either, right? But I, you know, I'm like, where are their names? Where are their names? So I'm sitting there and then something in my, I heard somebody talking to me, like a female voice talking to me. And I just happened to have some marijuana on me too, right? I was supposed to have a toke. And, and this voice asked me if it could have my roach after. And if I, and I didn't really tell my friends this during this time either, right? I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm just being schizo or something. Maybe I'm just whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Ah, screw it. You can have my roach. And during this process, my buddy um, finally mentions to me uh, after like I put the roach down and everything else. I'm like, yeah, I put this roach down for this ghost. And my buddy goes like, oh, I found the names of the people uh, that died in the fire. Creepy enough. How creepy enough. He, he mentions all the names, and the last person on there was only one female. One female. And I swear to God, I froze up, and I went like... <laughs> and my buddies go, what? I go, I thought I was just being a stoner or something, but I swear to God, I heard a female asking me if they could have a joint, and I kind of felt bad because it's like, man, and you got you here have my joint. You, you deserve it. You deserve my roach, right? And when I told them that afterwards, they were just like, what? And I'm like going like, what? So, you know, at the same time. So those kind of experiences were really, uh, it's just really awesome to kind of have an interact there and stuff like that too. So again, like it's just, there's, there's one story right there. So I didn't even know there was a, there, the names were nothing. And there was only one female that died in there and I happened to hear her. So <laughs> that was, it was creepy, but it was, it was, it was fantastic same time right like you mm -hmm. just gotta go whoa that was, did that really happen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fascinating cool awesome thank you luna and have there been other like you can share this later but are there other scenarios that you've had where you've like communicated with ghosts and stuff and again you can if you want to share it if you you don't have to share it obviously but are there are more stories there that you might have um uh, at this moment, uh, I can't really think of one right now on top of my head. Uh, All good. I, I probably will ask after for sure, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Perfect. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you, Luna. And, and again, you know, like even just for, for people, you know, listening to this broadcast, like I'm sure like there have been situations uh, for people who are listening to this who may have had, you know, these paranormal experiences where it's just like something happened and they just can't quite explain it. And so, I mean concept of spirits and i'll just say this and get ready to pass it over to to somebody else so please um let me know whoever wants to pass the talking stick to next um hold on i just gotta make sure that um things are working fine on the browser here i think we might have uh oh <laughs> hold on guys i'm just not entirely sure if the uh program is going to crash or not um stand by if i can get an 11 11 in the live chat from anybody let me know um, otherwise I think this maybe, uh, hold on. Okay. Now I think we're good.
Okay. I think we're okay. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so yeah, just drop an 11, 11 in the live chat, YouTube guys, just confirm that you guys can still hear us. And, uh, I think we're fine now. Um, so within, you know, within the concept of spirits and everything like that, okay, let's just kind of like, look at this. So basically we have this idea that we're here in the physical dimension, but then parallel to this, there are, you know, the, the, geez. Okay. Again, like this is like all just practice, right? So I'm just like, how do we explain this? Um, I feel that like within today's day and age, spirits may be something that are kind of hard to believe because it's so different. It's so like out there. But if you were to look at the bigger picture of consciousness, I feel that there is actually like a logical idea as to why spirits, not even why spirits exist, but why we exist within a plane where spirits can continue to interact with us. And I feel, again, I feel like this is actually going to go like way back to kind of the practicality of when we were just like in tribes and just kind of like hunter gatherer, very kind of like early stages of, of, you know, our evolution or even just, again, you know, not a whole other like topic there about like ancient civilizations and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like this idea that as consciousness, through the possibility of spirits existing and spirits being around us and ghosts and things like that, it opens up more possibility for universe to actually be able to evolve for universe to actually be able to grow and learn together. So it's basically this idea that after a person has gone through their physical life and they're no longer in the physical, it doesn't actually entirely remove them from the game completely. And so like, this is a very powerful idea because suddenly someone who may not physically be here can still actually influence this reality through their shared presence that they can like be, you know, there with other people through communicating to them just like through again, it's like kind of like a psychic communication with ghosts or something, or it's just like an intuitive understanding. Um, but then also understanding that, and this is where we talk about even within dream class that you know, again, the, the spirits can also communicate to us, like within our dreams, within our meditations, um, within channelings. Um, so it's just kind of like opening up to this bigger idea of, you know, if we kind of close ourselves off from the possibility of spirits, then we do that. But if we open ourselves up to it, you know, why, why is that a case? Why, like, how can that actually, um, help us understand like more of what this path is about? Um, understanding that like it's not just about us in the physical like maybe the spirits who are here with us right now are still playing a role in our story are still a part of our collective evolution you know like we have like the spirits of our ancestors who are still with us you can kind of relate it um, kind of perceive it from a few directions again I'm just kind of like I, I, I'm in the same boat where it's like, we're just practicing talking about these things. And sometimes it's like, as you're talking about them, it's like, it's like, does that make sense? Like, is this, this is a weird thing to try and explain. But um, again, it just kind of goes to the idea that this reality to try and compress the, the entire grandiose concept of how this reality works into the finite limitations of human noises that come out of our mouth. Uh, you can understand why there's a bit of a challenge in that, but again, that's part of the game that we're doing. So, um, but anyways, let's keep passing the talking stick around. Uh, who would like to, you go, we'll pass it over to you <clears throat> and you can give us your thoughts on, uh, again, just kind of like the concept of, uh, of the concept of spirits, the concept of, you know, like ghost paranormal type stuff within the context of like, what does the audience 
need to know? What should they know? How are, how, what can they know that's going to help them understand, like, you know, what's going on uh, within this reality? So, you go pulling up your microphone. So, when you're ready, do go ahead. Hold on, Yuga. I think your microphone's glitched out right now. We're just getting like 8-bit crackle noises right now. Yeah, I think we can hear you better? now, though. Yes, that is. Okay. Okay, go for it. Um, being a shaman and being a bridge between the spirit world, uh, I have a lot of experience. But I wanted to share something very personal that was very recent. If you remember when I messaged you about my trip to Washington... Um, I was very, very defeated at that point, and honestly, I was borderline, borderline suicidal. I was about ready to just turn myself in to the other side, and I had something communicate with me. I wasn't too... Something had told me, just go to the park. I'll get you some weed, and you have something to smoke, and you'll get exactly what you need. And so I, I don't hesitate, and I just walk to the park, and then, sure enough, there's a guy that walks up to me, kind of a middle-aged Hispanic guy. He just starts talking with me, and then he starts telling me about his near-death experience, how he was on a motorcycle accident. I had, he had me feel his head where he was missing part of his skull, and he was telling me about how he had seen his entire life, how he had spent 17 days with what he called the Celestials. And having had a near-death experience of my own, having perceived a little bit of the other side, I, I kind of knew what, what it was getting at. And at the end of his story, I, I asked him, were you given a choice? And he goes, I, I've never told anyone this. But when I saw my entire life, the Celestials told me I could either go to the darkness or I could go to the light. And I was like, oh, I already know if I end myself, I'm just going to have to redo this whole damn thing. So that was the first instance. The next day, same thing happened. I, I'm told, go to the park. There's something you need to see. So I'm hoping I get to smoke a little bit more weed. And <clears throat> I was had a lot of self-doubt within myself. A lot of I was really, really beating myself up for a lot of the things that have happened in my life recently. And I'm walking to the park. I just loaded my pipe. Not, it's a tobacco pipe, by the way. I just loaded my tobacco pipe. I'm like, all right, let's go to the park. Let's see what happens. And as I'm walking there, I kind of have my shoes half on. So the back lip is down. And then I kind of get in my head that, like, do you really want to get caught off guard again? Because there was that time I'd gotten beaten up. I, I know you remember that. But um, so it told me, do you really want to get caught off guard again? So I instantly put my shoes on all the way, and then I keep walking a little bit. It's really late at night at this point. And all of a sudden, I see this giant dog start running really fast. And then I see this Mexican guy chasing after it. But the dog had something in its mouth. It turns out it was a giant coyote that had attacked the guy's chihuahua. And without hesitation, I just started sprinting right after it. And I ended up saving the guy's dog. And he was very, very thankful. Um, I, I feel like that was really really good experience to share um you want me to touch upon a few other things so you're saying that like spirit kind of sorry i just gotta pull my mic up here so you're saying that like the spirit kind of led you to that circumstance where you're able to synchronistically help that other person like is that kind of 
Yeah, because um, a lot of the internal beliefs that I have, um, having done the vigilante work that I did, I, I really felt like I needed to step up and make a stand and get myself involved and do what needed to be done. And that was kind of the big thing for the last few months at that point in my life. And having that reassurance of I'm important and that I'm needed and I have work that I need to do and finish, that really put me back in gear and gave me a lot of perspective and really pulled me out of the slum depression that I had. And after that, I was like, all right, let's get back in dragon mode and let's do this thing. Let's finish this right. And then after that, that's when I really, really wanted to start to get more involved with the paradigm shift community. And I think you've noticed that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So are you, um, so are you kind of saying that like, I guess in, in that context, um, by being able to kind of like be open to spirits kind of like guiding us, it can kind of like help us kind of find our way on our path again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I had so much self-doubt. I, I had everything planned out of my head, how I wanted to kill myself and the day and just everything about that. And I was dead set not to be ironic with my, my term, but having that experience with that man telling me that ultimately I'd have to redo everything. Then having the experience the next night where I ended up being the hero, um, it, it really, really gave me the inspiration and that, that gusto to keep driving forward and do the work as the voice of the dragons. Yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. Uh, again, you know, just kind of like opening up to the idea that like, you know, spirits can work along with us uh, to be able to help assist us and, and almost kind of opening up to the idea that, you know, spirits can kind of perceive things outside of like that linear perspective. And this is where you can kind of begin to really start like stretching the definition of what spirit actually is. And this is where you can, again, kind of like within this bigger genre, kind of start associating it with like, you know, angels, guardian angels, uh, even, you know, yeah. what people refer to back in the day. Um, or just like higher dimensional entities kind of like coming into contact with us. Um, and I think, again, you know, it's kind of like this idea that we as a human, we're basically just like walking, talking antennas and, and we can kind of like tune ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and as we do, like the signals can kind of be coming in and, and we can kind of like some people can kind of like control like how we are tuned. And then like some people are just kind of like have an, a natural operating system where they're already attuned to be able to receive, you know, like the, the clear audience and the clear sentience to be able to communicate um, with spirits. Um, so yeah, it's just a fascinating idea to think about the idea that like spirits actually exist with uh, their own like sentience uh, outside of this physical reality because it totally shifts the idea that you know consciousness exists in the brain and it kind of shifts it to the idea that like you know consciousness moves through the brain but it doesn't exist in the brain it's not a byproduct of the brain and therefore you know beyond this physical body like how does consciousness continue to exist and is, is that again you know like like are we you know just at what point is something spirit and at what point is something not spirit um spirit is such like a broad term um and, yeah and i think the fact is, is is when you understand that you know like spirit is everything spirit is like the primordial life force upon which things are built upon so like even we here within this physical 
we too are still spirit, but we're just spirit playing around in these physical bodies, in this meat suit, so to speak. Um, but it's an interesting idea to keep in mind that like, yeah, like there's a lot of other entities uh, both working alongside us. But then at the same time, you can get into this, this other story of understanding. And this is like an important thing for people to understand. And this is where it, it gets a little spooky, but we don't have to get too spooky about it, um, of being able to understand that, like, you know, like, uh, there it's actually like what if like what we think of as like quote unquote like possession so to speak um without getting too into the the like straight up um possession type stuff because there's there's you know there's reports of that and everything but i feel like you know within the concept of spirits one of the practical things to be able to understand is the idea that a lot of people may actually almost be like hijacked by uh, like lesser, you know, lower density vibrational spirits. Um, and, and they're kind of like tagging along inside of our body and they're actually like operating through us. And then they're feeding off of our energy, um, by like basically like attaching us to bad habits and they feed off of like our, our, like our, off our like physical carnal desires. And they feed off of our, like, even like our sadness and our fear and everything like that. And so, again, it's just kind of like this idea that, you know, are we as humans naturally already susceptible to spirits? And if that's the case, you know, what do we need to do in a sense to almost make sure that we have like a good buffer to make sure that the spirits that we are letting in are the ones that we want to be able to let in? And I feel like that kind of comes uh, naturally with a, 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 a through the own through this through like the self-awareness of, of who it is that you are and and through that self-awareness also understanding that like it's the permission that that you give that allows like spirits to kind of like come into relationship with you so in the same way you can kind of and again this isn't trying to spook anyone if anything it could kind of be like looked at from the other side to be inspiring in in that sense it's kind of like you know you can kind of move through this physical incan incarnate inc inc incarnation with like a team of spirits working alongside with you like who's on your bench right now like who's in your roster and you can kind of think like okay like who are my spirits that i'm working with okay there's like me my main self then there's like my higher self so you could almost say like every one of us always has like our our self as our guardian angel as one way of thinking about it which i think is fascinating and then you can think like okay i've got like my grandparents who are with me i've got like my dog who passed on who is with me i've got like my ancestors who are with me kind of thing and, and so you can really start to pick and choose like what spirits you kind of want to work with and then allow their energy to kind of like continue to to build up in into what it is that you're bringing into the world um, and again, the other side of that is also realizing that until you kind of create your boundaries or, or, or if you're like not in the best like vibrational state just in, in terms of your health, then, you know, there is the case where like some people to literally be, again, kind of like susceptible to being like hijacked by spirits who are literally just going to try and like feed off of our energy um through putting us into like lower dimensional habits uh lower frequency habits and and again you know that's like just like related to uh, it can be a late related to a lot of things um there, there's a concept here i'll just kind of throw it out because it just creates some context uh there's a term called louche uh which is like an, a term referring to like energy um, that is like harvested from humans uh, by like other dimensional entities. And this was a term that I think it was 
think it was Robert Monroe actually coined it. Um, but again, it just kind of like opens up since this idea that like we as humans, we naturally produce this energy all the time referred to as louche just simply by being alive. And so like on a higher dimensional plane or on a multidimensional plane, there's actually kind of like this other story going on where we as humans are actually being like harvested for our louche by other dimensional beings by like other spirits and this isn't even like like some sort of crazy agenda like this is actually just like a byproduct of the fact that you can't have this this reality without all this spirit stuff being a part of it like i don't think you can have a physical dimension without there being quote-unquote ghosts like i think it's just a part of the formula um so again it's like what if it's actually normal like what if it's normal but at the same time what if it's like these the idea of lesser spirits hijacking us like that don't to opposed to thinking that is like a negative thing you can look at that as an empowering thing to be able to be like oh crap you know like knowing that that's a possibility that i could theoretically be hijacked by lesser spirits that brings me more into my own sovereignty to make sure that like i'm not allowing that or like i'm moving beyond that and again and i think that comes through just like being able to shift our our own health and and and, and a lot to do with like our are even just like our our pure like power of will and thought um to be able to like create these these like force fields around ourselves i know it gets a little like woo woo and airy fairy and stuff like that but again just kind of trying to piece together some of the puzzle here who wants to go next just to kind of share some thoughts on on again like kind of like the concept of like spirits you know what, what are we talking about here what is, what is the audience need to know what's the practical side of this um anybody else want to jump in on amanda i'll pass the talking stick over to you so amanda go ahead and, and i'll be keeping an eye on the live chat as well so amanda if um i got your microphone up if you want to i think you were waving at me right amanda you just got to unmute yourself i think so let's give it a second for that amanda if you're there just uh let us know it might be a small glitch in the in the matrix all right let's um if, if who wants to go after amanda if amanda might not be able to go nicholas okay cool all right um let's pass over to nicholas first and then we'll pass over to amanda as soon as we hear from her so yeah go, go nicholas go ahead dude just a uh, gen general thoughts on you know the concept of spirits and again just trying to keep it like we're, we're almost trying to like boil this very very broad topic into a way that's logical uh sensical you know yeah hold on let me yep, just... i'm gonna try to keep it quick perfect all right okay go ahead and then amanda if you can hear us we'll pass it over to you in a second if your audio is working go ahead nick all right sounds good um i would say that like two key things to keep in mind are one that all is self so all these different um entities almost they're still only going to be reflections of your internal self so all these different states that we can internally enter um so i just said the same thing like multiple different ways but then two that um everything's vibrational so all of these different entities and their influence is just going to be a different vibrational force that you're either harmonizing with or is having an influence but you may be in a different place energetically so there may be tension there or like something that um a point of contention but um if you are harmonizing with it then that's where the 
um, possibility for possession or the possibility for just even possession I feel like has a negative connotation to it but there can be a way that like let's say you're just having a really really great day and your higher self is working through you and you know that it's it's a pure positive connection with a positive entity you could say your higher self that's having that influence through you that you're almost like a passenger along for a ride in a flow state you know um so those two uh i think that was good and then my other thing was it's getting real late so i gotta go (laughs) but i wanted to thank you all for being here with me and this this was a wonderful first experience for the community and or me in the community. So awesome. I appreciate it. Sweet. Thanks, man. Uh, it, when you get a chance, send me a message over discord and uh, we can just keep All in right. touch and I'll send you the link for our discord server as well. So wonderful. And, uh, Sounds good. Welcome back anytime. Appreciate you being here, man. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and again, totally, you know, just like w- with what Nick's saying, saying there, you know, I, I think like the concept, like, w- again, we do kind of like stigmatize this idea of like quote unquote possession as being a, this negative thing but what if we're looking at it from the idea of like calling in spirits with intention is that does that change the story again you know like what if you were to like call in like the spirit of like you know like one of your archangels or something like that and then you kind of again it's almost like you kind of like switch to the passenger where there's kind of like a a, another degree of consciousness kind of like acting through you without like giving up full sovereignty or whatever just an it's just an interesting thing we'll get to some other stuff in a second i'm gonna pass over to amanda and also about like just like you know the idea of uh this is where we get into the spooky stuff of like spirits actually being able to interact with the physical world and and how they can do that because again i think the fact that spirits can interact with the physical world be it through electronics or like like air pressure or like closing cupboards and things like that just kind of shows you that like there's something there Like we might not define it as like physical, quote unquote, but there's something there. There's like a weight to it. There's a presence to it. And again, it might not be within our visible spectrum, but it seems to be around us and it seems to still be able to like interact with this dimension. So it gets, again, it gets like really trippy in its stuff. And again, I think this is where like a lot of it can be looked at from the side of being like, oh, spooky hauntings. But then there's like another side to where it can get like very like shamanic and actually very ceremonial. Um, and you can begin to understand why the the whole presence of a spirit would still want to be able to like interact with this physical reality. Amanda, I'm going to try bringing up your audio. Uh, let's just see. Amanda, just double check. I think you should, should be good this time. Sorry, my phone actually died. That <laughs> oh, okay. Was- I don't- your phone Plug died. Oh my God, Aunt Amanda! I'm so sorry to hear that your phone died. Hopefully it it'll be died. okay. Its spirit lives on, though, right? So, <laughs> all right, Amanda, go ahead. Passing the talking stick over to you. What are your thoughts on spirits, and well, what do people of need all, to know? To really remember is, uh, you know, tap into your childhood. Remember, like how you actually <laughs> could remember. Remember how, like, when you were a child, you really did tap into spirits? Come get her, please. (laughs) Speaking of children. (laughs) Hi. Hello. She wants to say hi. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Oh, cute. Hey. 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 (laughs) 
remembering as a child, you know, you really were more tapped into the spirit realm. And when you're an adult, I feel like most people know there's like a cusp at like 11 to 12 years old or something like that, where you kind of lose a lot of that connection to the spirit realm and trying to remember that I, I remember, uh, really vividly actually, like I was super tapped into like the nature realm and the fairies and all that. But what I really want to talk about is, um, when I was listening to you, Brendan, you were talking about like how you can somehow get, um, not to get too spooky, like you said, but how you can be on this like super tapped in mode and just be like kind of like this open gate for all these other entities to come in I've been there and it was really weird and I'm still processing it I actually posted on a group on Facebook a few months ago about it because I am literally still processing what happened it was really creepy so anyways um just to let you know um, what, what happened was I was a student at this cosmetology school and I was just like super happy, just like beaming with all potential and like just so happy to be learning and doing things and just like Ayurvedic and, uh, you know, naturopathic stuff. And, you know, I was just tapped in. And throughout my schooling, there was an instructor there named, um, I'm not going to say her name, um, but she kind of um, tended to have a liking for me and like kind of treat me like, uh, what do you call it, like teacher's pet or whatever. You know, we would talk and stuff and we actually started seeing each other outside of school. I would be like at a bar or whatever and I'd see her and I'd be like, oh, why can't we be friends? And she'd be like, oh, soon enough you'll graduate and whatnot and we'll be friends. I was like, but it's like, we're like so tuned in or, you know, like I thought that it was just like this weird connection of like positivity of like, oh, she's just like, me, you know, and she was very much in the psychic I don't know, scientific, psychic realm. She had this like crow tattoo that was beautiful on her arm and she would talk about it and how um, how smart crows were and, you know, whatever. Anyway, so fast forward, I finally graduate from school. About a week to two weeks later, we start hanging out and um, we go out and get some drinks and she keeps buying me drinks. And we're talking, I start talking about tarot and I told her, I was like, I'm not sure like how much of this kind of, you know, esoteric, uh, magical side of myself I want to bring into my clients and whatnot. I was trying to get advice from her on like what she thought as far as like how much of that side of myself to bring into my professional life. And she basically was like, yeah, they're not going to take you seriously. Don't do that. Go back to her place. She gives me some fighters and she's like, yeah, so here's my tarot deck. It's like, uh, what was it? Uh, Salvador Dali deck or something. It was gorgeous. She had it in this beautiful box and everything. And we're hanging out in the ciders on the patio and just 
talking about all the things that I'm really in realm with, you know, what we talk about, like we just play chat and stuff like that, like paradigm shift central, like, you know, how to better ourselves. And then all of a sudden, they just take like a plummet into the dark side and she starts talking about how she can turn um, street light, lights off and how she hates who she is and she's like this dark being. There's not enough death here and just like everything goes really dark. And I'm just like kind of in shock. I'm like, I, I thought we were having a really on the same level conversation. I was like, I'm still a light being. I even said that at one point, I think. I was just like, I'm still a light being. <laughs> um, I don't know how to how to commence this conversation. It gets really dark. Like, it gets to the point where she, like, tries to talk me into, like, um, incriminating my friends and talking about just really horrific bad things and I'm just like completely mindful to be honest with you it's like wow what happened and I'm still like thinking about how she was just like I'm I just hate myself I'm such a jerk thing I just can't even name what I am and you know the thing is is I was in such a positive like open space in my life where I was just like ready to accept anything you know and I thought she was like me but she wasn't and I'm still trying to figure out what the hell she was but I've been told by this one person online that she was sorry Amanda Amanda, your audio is I think your audio is just like coming it's a little bit hard to hear you I don't know if you maybe just move the move it a little bit closer move it a little bit better? less yeah like as you're moving it away it just kind of phases so the, oh sorry the, i was probably holding my finger oh it's cool you're, you're you're into it so so yeah go go, go ahead just kind of like kind of summarizing this like within the context of spirits and stuff what do you what do you take out of this i don't know it's just some sort of dark entity i don't know i still i still feel like i need to warn my friends about her because i know my friends hang out with her and stuff like that i'm just like i am pretty sure that she's like something so what i was gonna say is i was talking to someone online about it and she was like i am pretty sure she's like an anti-angel like whatever the opposite of angel or celestial being is that's the opposite of it and i was just like I'm, I, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what to call it. So, I mean, what I want to say with all of that is just be careful. Like, we are very open people and we just want to share and stuff like that. Like I said, I was telling her about my tarot and I was just like trying to get advice from her. And I was just super excited to be, you know, like on the other side of education and whatnot. Um, and what I just want to say is be very careful when we're interacting with different beings because every once in a while we attract these, I don't know what they are. They're just like dark magnets or whatever. I don't even know what to call them. I hope you guys can come up with some ideas in the chat or, you know, maybe you guys here have some ideas of what that was. But, um, you know, just opening ourselves up opens ourselves 
up to dark things and bright things. So I'm super excited to be a part of Paradigm Shift Central, but I just want, you know, everyone to keep in mind that there are, you know, still things to be wary of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when one. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. I mean, again, you know, I've definitely noticed that, that like there's a lot of variety in terms of like the experiences here that, that humans can open themselves to. Um, again, I think, I think in a lot of cases like that, you know, like what is the, like, you know, what is like, if people don't want to get possessed, so to speak, I think being able to just like really focus on like their own balance is really important as well as also kind of like getting into this mindset of like these quote unquote spirits. If we're talking about it from like a, kind of like a, a, you know, a bit of like a quote unquote negative angle. Um, they, they like, they feed off fear and, and they only have yeah. as much power as you give them would, would be one of the ideas. So, I mean, like for me, like, I don't feel like I have to worry about like possession or anything like that, but at the same time, it's like not something that like I'm constantly worrying about or thinking about. So, I mean, again, you know, like if you're, if you're in, if you're just like, you know, just like, swimming in in all sorts of this type of lore and you're constantly kind of like looking into these things and opening yourselves up um maybe like it kind of like invites these experiences into your life but at the same time if you're just literally just like be like okay yeah you like i i observe that there's a possibility for that but you know i got my focus on other things and i feel like it kind of just allows you to keep moving forward without it immediately being a part of your reality so i feel like there's a bit of um you know as spirits i feel that we have the the ability to like provide consent uh for for these like other entities to be able to like interact with us um on many different levels um but again i feel like sometimes that that consent can be um overridden uh if we're like at just like a state where we're already super susceptible and like a lower vibrational state and again i use that term in a very general sense um but generally it, it kind of like correlates to just like our overall like electromagnetic field which is like a reflection of like our physical health uh and our emotional well-being as well so again it's like people who are in states of of depression or something like that like maybe they're more susceptible and stuff but then again what if you look at it from the idea that like this in itself isn't quote isn't necessarily a quote-unquote negative thing but it's actually like an important teaching process within within a bigger picture like what if like sometimes we do find ourselves kind of going through this process of being like you know like what is that part of me that doesn't feel like it's fully me and and you know like how can i kind of begin to like alchemize that um, to be able to like regain the sovereignty that that I feel that I seek and and again I'm not I'm not an expert on this topic it, it, like I'm right in the same boat with you guys where we're just trying to we're trying to explain things that are like a little bit outside of our sight based on conjectures and experience and folklore and things like that um, but the fact is is that like these stories have been present again uh, with our human existence and history uh, endlessly um and, and i think the mystery is just like you know it's, it's it's there but just make sure you don't get like just don't you know don't get lost in the abyss uh of it so to speak yeah yeah please please do please do amanda and then anybody else um we got uh luna and ryan if you guys want to say something next you can get ready for it go ahead amanda thanks well like you made me think more about it and i was like thinking about how like you can't attract anything that's not on the same of attraction and the thing is, is she was somewhat on the same 
vibrational level as me. Like I was super attracted to her, like on a vibrational level. And so that's the thing, um, I guess where that whole thing comes into is that, yeah, you can't, you literally can't attract anything that's not on your vibrational level. You've got to be in the same vibrational realm, whatever you're attracting. So like you said, if you're in the super low level, yeah, you're just going to attract low level beings and whatnot. But, um, I don't know. She still, still blows my mind, but it was like a completely, you know, vibrational. I don't know. It was weird. It was just like, it felt like the, it was like the antithesis of me. And I don't know, like, if that's a good thing, maybe, maybe seeing your, your like opposite is a good thing. Like maybe seeing mm-hmm. someone who you're super attracted to on that vibrational level, but they're on that opposite dark side of you. Like you think, like I think sometimes that I'm like a closet goth or whatever, but like maybe she really was that other dark, perfect opposite of me, you know? And I don't know what that means. (laughs) It still just blows my mind every day when I think about it. But, um, uh, yeah, just I guess bringing it back to the law of attraction and how um, we can't really attract anything that's not on the same vibrational level as us anyway. So just keep your vibrations super high, guys, and let's keep going. Let's keep shifting paradigms. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and again, you know, like, I think it's like we, we attract what we need at, at the same time. So, I mean, again, I think rather than just being, you know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily always about like, oh, we're always trying to, we're always trying to like be one certain thing. It's more so like we're trying to always maintain a certain degree of awareness wherever we may be. Because the fact is, is that like sometimes the universe will throw us into like a lower vibrational state in order for us to go through the experience of learning how to get out of it type thing, right? You know, like that's, that's, that's the real that's the real gift of the universe. You know, it's like, okay, you've developed these skill sets where you're like cognitively uh, able to, you know, adjust your perspectives on any given circumstances. And rather than just like maintaining a situation where it's just like, oh, this is perfect, easy and fun all the time. Every now and then the universe is going to like give you that like curveball where it's going to like put you to the test. And then it's going to be like here, you know, like here's that one day where everything is going to go freaking wrong and it's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to show up and like will you kind of like move into that kind of just get like swamped by by like the the negativity of those like processes and again i use the term negativity in a very non-bind like it's it's kind of like a general sense um but but again you know like it just kind of reading in the chat i know turner's talking in there as well and again you know it's just this idea that like it is within our, our states of like illness and, and dis-ease that we actually learn a heck of a lot about like ourselves and, and, and being able to like see what it is that we want to fix. And so again, you know, like I think this is actually really interesting because this is where you start to get into the idea of literally going back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of people who would talk about quote unquote demons um, and, and, and it really gets into this idea of like, you know, demons appear as something scary to us, but what if on that higher dimensional plane of existence, 
that like those demons are serving a valid purpose like they are there <clears throat> they are there to call us into our light again like that is i i feel like that's kind of what a big part of it is like the the darkness inside of us is there to call us into more light the demons that we that we experience and sometimes embody and sometimes are possessed by or whatever we want to use that term call us into more of our light because it's just like oh okay like now this is something that like you know ways of the old day then like that could actually be something that's helping you become more aware of your your self-sabotaging habits and and then it, again once you kind of get to that state where you can't ignore it anymore then you fix it and if that demon hadn't shown you those parts of yourself in the first place then maybe you never would have alchemized that later on so it's again it's like kind of like can we make that shift and again kind of like that same thing of like thinking about what we've talked about earlier with Sasquatch, is there a way for this to be able to open our hearts even more? Is this a way for us even to be able to think about the concept of, of ghosts? And we can get into this in a second, ghosts and, you know, spirit hauntings. Can we empathize with it? Can we see it from that higher perspective where, again, instead of whereas like with most people, you know, they would walk into a room and, and if something spooky happened, they'd be like, be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that's unusual, that's unexpected and it scares the crap out of me and I run away. But then, uh, you know, what if other people can approach that same quote unquote haunting and literally be able to understand it from a higher perspective, perspective of being able to like empathize with what is happening to the spirit and, and being able to like see it as like an equal to them. Like that's that's crazy to think about that, to think about being able to just show up to a ghost haunting and being able to see the ghost as an equal and, and how like that energy may be able to help resolve the haunting process, so to speak. One thing I'll just mention here real quick, and then again, I just want to pass it around. I think uh, either Ryan or Luna, if you guys have something to say. Uh, in terms of like hauntings and stuff, one concept that really, really made sense for me and that's really kind of like put things together really um, goes back to like the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And uh, it basically ties in with a lot of stuff that we've talked about in dream class. And it's basically this idea that, you know, right now we're awake, or at least we, we perceive ourselves as being awake. And we go through this existence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when we die, there's an actual point where within the process of us dying, where it's almost as like we're like entering into a dream and depending on our state of consciousness that we move into as we die, it will actually affect how our spirit perceives itself after that death. And basically what can happen is that depending on the consciousness of the spirit at that moment of death, that spirit can actually get like into a state where from their perspective they don't even realize that they're dead and they're still kind of just like living out the habits that they had consciously kind of operating through like a mechanical operation of patterns and they're living it again and again and again within like this spirit realm which is still within this space. It's just like in another dimensional frequency of it, but they literally don't know they're dead in the same way that when you're in a dream, you don't know that you're dreaming unless you're lucid. So in the same way, think about how, how you felt in a dream where you're just kind of going along with the actions and you're not even really thinking much about it. And you're not really questioning the fact of like where you are now, imagine that same perspective and empathize how it would make sense if a spirit was literally in a situation where like they were still in their house, but they didn't even know that they were dead. Like they, they thought that they were like still alive and they're just kind of like stuck in this like waking sleepwalking state, which is actually like a, another version of quote unquote death or something like that. 
Um, so again, and that's kind of going back to the Tibetan Book of the Dead uh, in, in that sense of just kind of trying to being able to understand like what's the deal with spirits. And, and again, and I think this is where you kind of get into the ideas of hauntings when you get into the idea that like at the time of death, the spirit might have passed with like a lot of anguish. Like there might have been like a lot of chaos at the time of death. It could have been a very violent death. And because it wasn't like this peaceful transition, then the spirit kind of like gets all confused, like literally. And it's weird to think about that, that the spirit could get confused or that the death process can almost be like interfered with. Like there's actually like a good way to die. And then there's kind of like a less than ideal way to die. And sometimes when it's less than ideal, it kind of like, it, it, it changes the, the way that the spirit transitions. And if it doesn't fully transition, then it can actually like remain in this space. And this is again, kind of like where you kind of get into the concept of what we recognize as, as hauntings or, or, you know, and spirits associated with like different energies of different buildings. Um, yeah, all sorts of different stuff. But again, I, I, I think the, the topic of like ghosts and hauntings and everything like that. Um, yeah, it's always one that I, that I've always been fascinated with as well. So again, it's just because it's kind of, it's the mystery of it. It's just like, wait a second, you know, like there's either a absolutely nothing to it or B there is something to it. And this reality is not as cut and dry as it appears to be. So let's kind of like take it a little bit, you know, a little bit down that rabbit hole. Um, just checking in, uh, Luna, did you want to say something next if you'd like to? Yeah. Okay. Let me just pull up your microphone and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. Okay. Luna, when you're ready, go right ahead. Um, well, I want to mention about the, uh, near death experiences and stuff like that. Uh, I myself one about six years ago, um, uh, due to the fact that, uh, to kind of some, uh, give a, a outline of it. Um, I have a pacemaker now. I was born with a defective heart, but I went to the hospital a, um, a week prior before I got this implanted in me uh, for my first attempt at suicide, I guess subconscious suicide, you want to call it. And um, I remember I was in there for a week and the doctors were mentioning that they were, they were keeping a track of my heart because they, were, they, they noticed that it was irregular. They just kind of figured maybe because how I, I tried to do my suicide with medicate or these pills kind of concoction, cocktail, I guess you want to call it. So they thought maybe it was because of that. Um, but I remember the day I was supposed to be released. And I was getting all excited and ready to go home and everything, you know what I mean? And um, I remember I, I got so really tired and I looked up at the clock and, and I, it's creepy how I remember a lot of this detail but i remember i looked up the time it was just after nine o'clock i'm just like oh yeah yeah i'm gonna go home soon it's gonna be great i'm just gonna kind of go to sleep and wake up and it's gonna be all good now this is where i have my near death like an actual near-death experience um and, and again i i can remember everything absolutely everything um i remember i drifted to sleep afterwards and i was walking in what felt like it's kind of hard to describe, but it was it was darkness, but it felt like even not even just time, but even existence didn't even exist there. Uh, I just kind of figured it was my normal na nightmares or whatever. I'm just, ah, what, you know, in my head, I'm like, ah, it's okay. It's just, this is just normal. But what was weird, I, I noticed the atmosphere around me was a lot more different and suffocating and empty and just nothingness. And this voice came out of nowhere. And starts talking to me and, and starts saying, you know, you're not dreaming, you're not dreaming. 
And I went to the boys, so I kind of started swearing at it. And I was like, you know, like, fuck off. I am sleeping. You know, I'm dreaming. Of course I am. Fuck, what are you talking about? Shut up. And it just kept repeating that to me over and over again. And then uh, I was, and at, at first I thought, wow, that was a really, really weird dream, even for myself. Um, and again, I was about to brush it off. Within the first two minutes, I was awake. The doctors came back in. And they told me immediately, they go, I, I'm sorry to tell you this. And at first, I'm like, what do you mean, sorry to tell me this? They're like, well, uh, you went to third cardiac arrest when I went to sleep. Uh, I was basically dead for six minutes then uh, 12 seconds. Generally speaking, after the six minutes, I, I shouldn't have been alive. So I luckily got I got saved there, too, as well. And they, and they said they had to resuscitate and all shock me back to life. Um, when they told me that, I, I completely broke down crying. Uh, because you're right, it did wake me up uh, to a new whole perspective in, in general, um, just in the factors of, of, of a lot of my life being chaotic in itself. So um, death, for example, was one thing that I kind of felt I wasn't in control of and, and everything else. Um, but they told me when I was dead. So that's when I realized that moment, that dream that I thought I had, it wasn't a dream at all. It was my death. Um, secondly, the, the darkness and the emptiness that I was in actually was what how I kind of perceived the world to be as. And so when I, I kind of realized there afterwards, um, through a lot of thinking and talking and self-realization that I created that space because I enclosed myself and my soul and my mind so much within this darkness and within myself that I actually literally put my own self uh, through my to, to my death that way too by, by closing myself off to the world and everything else uh, and thirdly the voice the voice now this is the weirdest thing the voice that was talking to me uh, actually and I believe to this day was my older brother uh, who died of instant infant syndrome two years before I was born and I've always believed in my heart, uh, even though I've never met him before. And I've had other close experiences where it, his, his entity, I never really get to see him, but I, I, I know him. I've, I've known, I feel like I've, I can trust in him. And I do believe it was him that very moment to guide me out of where I was then and there. Because um, again, I mentioned that I was over six minute mark, which would be considered, I, I should have been dead right there. And it, I, if he wasn't there telling me I wasn't dreaming, I wasn't dreaming to distract me from. And I think, too, that if I got so concentrated on where I was, because, again, I was kind of picking up on the environment being different around me. And then he was kind of distracting me from that by going, you know, hey, you're not dreaming. Uh, he really did honestly save my life. And I got my tattoo right here to my aunt as well. Uh, just for a commemoration for that. And I, I thank him every day, too, as well. It's like, you know, I say, big bro, that's you, man. You know, you're still in my heart, even though I never got to meet you in my entire life. But I, I know through me that you can live through me and you, you saved my life right there. And that, that really just <laughs> really opened my mind to a whole new world right then and there and, and everything else. Yeah, I just wanted to share that there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Luna, for sharing that very, very powerful and personal story. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Like the, the whole concept of like near death experience definitely fits again, like within 
paranormal and i guess you know if we're trying to define para like that would literally just mean you know kind of like outside the regular realms of of normal um yeah yeah but yeah no that was that's uh and again like it's 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 very powerful to hear like how that story has continued to play a part within your life like how like within there like you're in that space where you have that communication with as you were saying you identifying as like the spirit of your brother um and how that's like continued to play a part of your story to to this day that's very powerful and again i think it's as 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 us here within this physical i think it's very valuable to kind of reflect on the different ways in which we can kind of again kind of like create that line of communication between ourselves and those who are not here in the physical and this is something that you know i've talked about a lot in different ways uh even relation to um you know like with my grandfather passing uh with my like dogs passing and stuff like that of like how we can kind of create uh, you know, like items and talismans that we kind of like have like an energy that we associate with them. And we can kind of use that as like a way to kind of like open up our thoughts into that space, even if it's just to reflect with gratitude, you know, you're just kind of like, you're just kind of like taking a moment where you're just like, hey, you know, like I'm thinking about you today and stuff. And then, you know, depending on the person at the time uh, and depending on like their unique like tuning their unique antenna um it, it's it's interesting to just sort of hypothesize the idea of like yeah like how vividly can spirit actually communicate through to us because this is where you get into the idea of not even just channeling but you know people who consider themselves to be mediums and things and like how they hear spirits and you know be like oh you know like your grandfather says hi your grandfather says you know you're passing on messages and stuff and how they actually hear it again not necessarily being a medium myself i mean i am in different ways but you know i imagine in some ways for those mediums it may not be so much like oh they're literally hearing a voice in their head but it's more so they're almost like hearing it in their heart um in, in a sense and that's an interesting thing to just kind of think about the idea of like can can we listen to spirits within our heart and even in that sense it's kind of basically just like inviting us to kind of connect to our connection with everything so even in this moment you know and i'll just say this and i'll pass the talking stick around next if you're like hey you know i want to connect with my past you know with my grandparents and, and even with my ancestors one of the ways that that can happen is literally just by connecting with your heart by connecting with your breath by connecting with like your presence in this moment and kind of like that higher conscious perspective of like your connection to all things and then like through that as you kind of open that gate with gratitude you know you can kind of like create even just like a the the you're just putting out the the message and, and then you're just kind of like assuming that it's being heard and just kind of like welcoming in that reciprocation of gratitude um into your heart so it's interesting to think that you know in, in a lot of ways we don't really live our day-to-day -day lives with spirit um kind of by our side even though we do and are there ways for us to kind of like adopt it um, so it actually becomes like more common and actually beneficial. So it's not even like the spooky thing, but it actually becomes almost normalized. And to actually think about like how the spirits of example, our ancestors, our grandparents can actually kind of like help guide us. And this is something that with like other cultures in the world, it's not that uncommon. You know, you would think about like in other parts of Asia and you kind of like imagine like this idea of like you're going about your day to day life, you're living your life and your grandparents are kind of like literally like watching over you not even just like a metaphorical sense like an actual literal sense and then that kind of just becomes like a part of your your cogn your, your your perception of this reality and 
It's just an interesting thing to think about because I think we in the West, we close ourselves off from spirit um, because of the fact that like oftentimes spirit, the concept of spirit has often been associated with spooky stuff, with horror stuff, with something to be scared of, with something to keep ourselves closed off from. And I think there's a validity to that, but I think it really depends on like how you're showing up to the discussion in the first place. But again, it's just kind of, is there, is there a space within our culture to think about like how we can kind of incorporate our awareness of spirit in a practical way for our day-to-day lives? Um, maybe Ryan, if I can pass the talking stick over to you, maybe you want to just like take some, take a couple things to say. So cool. All right, Ryan, I'm going to pass the talking stick over to you guys. Um, let's keep this conversation going. We'll, we'll wrap it up within the next, like maybe like 25 minutes, give or take. So Ryan, go, go ahead, dude. What are your thoughts? Hey, you mentioned um, whether there really is a place in our culture for um, this type of awareness. And um, I think that it's very much human nature to explore all frontiers, right? We're beings of uh, the creative pursuit of knowledge and going to every area that's like what being human is all about so i feel one of the truly unconquered grounds is the world of metaphysics and spirituality it um the amount of resources and attention that we could be putting to it um it could be a lot more i don't know if it really should be a lot more i think we're going at a great pace but um Either way, my point is it's totally um, underexplored, in my opinion. Um, I have something actually really amazing to share with all of you. Um, Luna, you're going to be uh, amazed, but all of you. Um, Luna mentioned her brother. And um, in 2012, I know a lot of people started noticing shifts in consciousness. And this was a huge year for me. I can say that I officially started connecting with people based around spirituality. And um, as soon as that connection became strong, I had the biggest tragedy of my life. I went from being a middle child to an only child. I lost two brothers in 2012. And this was like, um, literally as I was awakening spiritually. So I started asking all of these questions, like, what is a spirit? what is the potential of communicating with people who have passed on? What is it all about? And um, all I can tell you still to this day, it's very mysterious. And to me, largely unanswered, uh, to be honest. Um, I do think, though, I've gotten a few ideas of like some of the things that I have experienced that are like similar to this. So I'll share them. Um, I think the the idea of being in an experience with a so-called spirit, um, we have to be open to the idea of it being any of the following things that I'm about to list off, because I think that these are far more common, but uh, could seem similar, um, that we're actually experiencing the energy of somebody close to us who's alive right now. Um, just that it's coming through a way that we think it's a spirit. Um, there's other forms of disembodied consciousness, and people would call these angels or demons. But what actually started to make a lot more sense to me was 
maybe it's something like a part of your body communicating to you or even individual chakras um, trying to bring you to the next level of your growth. Um, but at the end of the day, the main um, point that sort of stuck with me um, over these last, I guess it's been like six years, um, is that we're all part of one healing process. And in that healing process, there's a really diverse range of like experiences that we can go through, um, depending on, in many cases, like what we welcome into our life in terms of like possibility and imagination. But sometimes, man, there's no filter. And some people just have these crazy experiences of um, sort of the metaphysical spiritual world. And um a cool idea. Um, I guess this is sort of touching on someone was mentioning like the Anunnaki or our um, humans being like a hybridized race. Um, something that's come through recently is that these depictions of like giant people or large headed Anunnaki people may have simply been humans who had awoken their crown chakra. And that's just how they were symbolized as larger beings. And uh, I think that's a good way to bring it back home because with all of this metaphysical stuff, um, I know I personally, uh, you can be stretched a little thin, to put it simply. And um, I think it's so important just to remember like the miracle of being alive here right now. And um that's why I think it's so awesome what you're doing, Brandon, with like the whole shift or consciousness that we are literally in a game right now. And it's about interacting with our environment in a way that acknowledges that. And um, yeah, it's the start of uh, something huge. Um, I'm in Toronto right now and I'm just receiving so many um, really deep uh claims of transformation that people who I know are really, they're experiencing the visionary realms or just the the deeply connected realms just far more constantly now. So um, I couldn't be happier to hear anything else. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ryan, for, for sharing. And um, was there was there more you wanted to share at the moment? Was that Ryan, was there more you wanted to share at the moment? Um, just that, uh, like our creativity really is the key, like what we're willing to believe, um, how far we're willing to push the envelope of what we think is possible. And, um, I think the, the one thing that, has just been jumping out is this idea of shared volition, meaning that we inspire people to do things and people inspire us to take action like beyond our wildest imagination. There's tons of things going down in the dream state every night and we're connected beyond belief. So um, I would just say really a, a sense of humor is so valuable in these times because we're both at complete effect by some 
energies, forces, people, and we are the effect equally. It's um, it's quite the dance we're a part of. So I, I just hope that you all feel it on a deeper level and um, make those connections with the elements, with the stars, um, the, the forces that all the ancients uh, depict and um, make known that there's there's something special about them. And I think this is what's really going to root us through these times is, um, as you were saying, more like the ceremonial and shamanic elements um, of this whole idea of a spirit world. Are we being guided? And the truth is we are because um, being fully human has, we've been at it for thousands of years and there is a fire that is still burning from from ancient times and it comes through many ways awesome man thank you very well said and thank you and thank you for sharing your story uh again you know that's obviously very personal but i think it's it's for, for us as a team it's very valuable to be able to to hear that just to be able to understand more about your journey as well so and and again i just really appreciate what you bring to the table man and yeah thank you thank you and yeah, you know, like I, as we kind of move into the, the conclusion for this broadcast and everything like that, um, again, I, I really enjoy the conversation here. I think for me, if we're, if we're taking things out of this, I, I, I think it's important to just kind of be able to understand that, like, I'm a really big proponent of this idea of uh, helping people realize that the, this world is much more magical than it may appear or that it may appear based on how you currently perceive it. But if you change the way you perceive it, you can see the magic that is already there. And so like, again, when we're talking about spirits and stuff like that, I think it's important to understand that like everything, 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 everything that is physical right now comes as like an extension of the waves that are spirit to begin with. So like, this is kind of where you get into the idea of like animism, where again, you know, with like in Asian traditions and stuff that they talk about, like the spirit of the river, the spirit of the mountains, the spirit of the plants, the spirit of the trees, literally everything kind of has like fractal versions of spirits, bigger spirits for an entire region, smaller spirits for particular areas, uh, for particular items even. And so it's like kind of like, everything that has like a physical incarnation kind of begins as like a spiritual wavelength, so to speak. And so like in this sense, again, it's really understanding that like there is nothing in this physical reality that is separate from spirit. And so what I have come to, um, one of the things that fascinates me, and this is will actually be a topic for future uh, Destiny School, we'll really get into the realm of like psychedelics and psychedelic medicine. One of my uh, really, really good friends, um, they were telling me about this experience where like when they were younger, uh, they worked with like LSD uh, fairly consecutively uh, within the period of when they were like just like 18, 19 years old. And then eventually it got to this point where they were kind of like in that LSD vibrational state consistently, like even when they weren't in LSD even when they hadn't ingested it. And basically, again, like with the psychedelics, basically what, what in a simplified way of putting it, it's like pulling back the filters. So right now within this baseline reality, everything appears super solid. You can't like empty space looks like empty space. It looks pretty normal. It doesn't look very scary. Like nothing's really jumping out at us. It looks, we can concentrate. We can, you know, drive a car properly. But when you're, when the filters peeled back, and this is what she was explaining, they were explaining, um, it gets into this idea that like for for them, like this was their experience. They were literally just talking about the idea that like seeing spirits for them actually became normal. 
like they they would kind of like see them out of the peripheral they would kind of like see them as like kind of like semi-transparent luminous figures that would kind of like float around and everything like that and and she's and they said that they had like they had like faces to them they had like a presence to them they had like a personality to them and they were just kind of like going about their day-to-day um kind of in the same way that we were and then it's just kind of fascinating to be able to hear that from like that first-hand account of you know like understanding that if you were to peel back the filters right now you would literally be able to see that like you and me right now are actually like surrounded by spirits and again like spirits is kind of like a blanket term that we're kind of putting on there because maybe there's different types of spirits or there's different types of ways that spirits can show up and one of the things that was like really powerful is um even within uh the psychedelic experience is like understanding um, that again, you know, like for me, I feel the the significance of the idea of spirit really has its weight when we think about the idea of like family and of ancestry. Um, because again, I feel like for us where we are right now, we're not just literally going about with like our own, it's not just us is basically what I'm trying to say is that the path that we are on, the journey that we are on right now together individually is actually, you know, where you're going right now, your ancestors are with you. Your ancestors are following you and your ancestors are supporting you. And like, and that was like a really powerful vision that came through um, when like this same friend of mine, like when, when both of us, like we're working with like LSD together and, and we were like, just like, like having a moment and everything like that. And she said like, she had this like super powerful vision where it was basically like, we were kind of like at the center of the circle. And then there were like these like stone, it felt like stone giants that were like the ancestors and they were kind of like looking in on us and they were like blessing us and they were kind of like wishing you know all of us with like the good the, the best of our for, for our journey and everything and so again it's just kind of like a really fascinating thing because like obviously you know you can look at the spirit side from one thing where it's like you're getting into like the the possessions and the hauntings and the scary stuff but there's a whole other side to spirit where it's actually incredibly uplifting and empowering and and expansive in understanding that again you know like where we're moving forward in terms of helping shift consciousness we actually have an entire team that is helping us and as we kind of like align ourselves in in more of a connection with who we are we can kind of bring in that presence to be able to help assist us to be able to help assist us on our creativity on the messages that we want to be able to bring forth you know it's kind of like in this thing where it's just kind of in in a moment you might almost feel like be like be like oh like you know like i don't like I'm not sure what I should do right now and then you can almost kind of invite and I think the key to this is inviting uh like with consent you're like you know like like ancestors like you know like speak to me like what what should I do in this situation and then you can kind of like get like that little like voice again either in your head or your heart wherever you kind of feel it or you might get like a a physical symbol might appear to you in your reality you know you kind of you, it might be one of those things where you're like send me a sign and then you see like a car with an 1111 drive past you and you're like, oh, okay, I'll go, I'll go that way. Right. Or, or like you turn on the radio and suddenly it's like the song that your grandpa used to sing you or something, right? Like it's those type of things. So it's like, again, understanding that, and this is kind of branching into that topic that I was mentioning earlier, the ways in which spirit can interact with us. And so I, I guess like, I'll just kind of list them uh, real quick. The ways that spirit can interact with us uh, are dreams super like super powerful there because that's when you're like on that same plane you're in that mutual space where you can communicate to them and that's where they can like actually show up in a physical quote-unquote physical presence and you can actually have those conversations where you can like talk to loved ones who have passed on talk to your ancestors and stuff 
Um, then another way that they can communicate to us or they can interact with us, uh, electronics is, is like another big thing, you know, because there's like the electromagnetic field that that exists throughout this reality. And it seems that as spirit, again, like they're they're not like they don't have a physical body, but they still have a presence. Like there's still like a weight to them. They can still like push things in this reality. Um, and this is where, again, you can hear about, you know, like light switches turning on and off or like, or, or EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, where you can hear like the voice of something coming through a recording. That's always like super fascinating to think that, like, let's assume it's not fake. Let's just assume that that's a real thing. The fact that like a voice can actually come through our electronics, like what's going on there, right? Like there's something there. Um, the, the, the idea of spirits, like they're not as far away as we think they're actually like still in this reality. It's crazy. Right. And then you can get into this idea of, um, yeah, again, like even there's, there's a video I was watching earlier today and there was this guy and he was in like his grandmother's house and he was like literally filming, uh, this like cupboard that, that was like literally like opening and closing on its own. And, and from my feeling on the footage, like it kind of like gave me the tingles and stuff. Cause like this guy felt very genuine, um, in, in terms of, in terms of like what it was that he was filming and everything like that. Because again, you know, it was just like, he's like standing there and he's kind of like filming this and he's just like, Oh my God, Oh my God, it's happening. And you just like see this cupboard and it just kind of like opens up and then it kind of like closes and then it opens up wider and then it closes and then it opens up and then it slams. And it's just like, it's like, what the frig, right? Like, like that's, and so obviously our natural reaction is like, what the, yeah, what the frig, like that's scary. That's like insane. But what if like you kind of get to that point where like you actually understand that like spirit could actually communicate to us through some forms of like, you know, kind of ways of physically interacting with this world. And what if that were to actually like open up a space where you can communicate with them? And this is I mean, obviously, this is where you get into like seances and Ouija boards and things like that. Right. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not the first person to, to ask this question. Um, so, again, it's just kind of like understanding that like the journey we are on is actually still a part of the journey that spirits are on. Spirits still have their own journey, but they can still be a part of our journey and, and they can still assist us. And, and, and so, I mean, people who have passed on physically, they can still be a part of our story. And again, and I think like for us as, as individuals, um, it's really kind of being mindful of like how we want to invite that into our life. Because at the same time, I think we have the free will to just be like, nope, not for me. You know, like I don't, I, I want to keep things pretty solid. Like I don't really, I don't really need any quote unquote hauntings. I don't need grandma talking to me through the back of my head and stuff like that. Like, that's okay. Like I, I know, I know you guys are there, but like, I'm going to keep up like this, like this, this, this prosper, this, this concept of consent in a sense where it's like, until I invite you just kind of watch from from the crowd right kind of thing right they're standing at the crowd and they're like they got their like foam fingers they're like you're number one go team right but until you like in, until you like kind of like go up to the to the sidelines and you're just like hey you know like can you give me some advice like they kind of stay back and they kind of respect that so it's interesting to even think again that there's like actually this 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 relationship that that any of us can actually have with spirit right now and this would be something for you know anybody watching this to keep in mind for those of us uh, all of us who have loved ones who have passed on again grandparents siblings parents children anything like that to just kind of be able to be like okay you know are there ways in which maybe i would like to be able to create some sort of communication 
And, and again, and this can kind of almost just be created through your imagination. Again, like this is where when I walk my, my dog, Dallin, every day, we always go past my tree, uh, one of the trees that I refer to as the Shelby tree, which was like the tree that my other dog, Shelby, who passed away two years ago, uh, he would always pee on it. I mean, he'd pee on a lot of trees, but like this particular tree, whenever I go to it, I always hug it. And within that, I literally just take a moment within my day to just express gratitude and to kind of connect with like that, that internal voice of like me talking to Shelby and to kind of even be open to just kind of like hearing Shelby just kind of be like, be like, you're doing good. Like you're in the right space, keep going forward type thing. And so again, it's just like, maybe I'm just making this up completely. But again, it's just like through me, it's kind of creating this space. It's kind of creating this like ceremony. And, and I feel it's like a very important thing because the alternative, the alternative would be to just like completely not have him in my life. But the fact is like, I choose to still have not just Shelby in my life, but like the energy uh, of what his guidance represented of what his spirits taught me and how I use that guidance to continue to like inspire me on my path going forward. So it's like, again, you know, you kind of think of like how our grandparents, like how their love would inspire us. You can invite that same feeling into your life right now. You can kind of look for ways of how to do it again through like objects, through just like taking a moment to like meditate and connect with source in your breath and just kind of like express gratitude um, to be able to set intentions for dreams, uh, even like journaling or some things like that. Um, there's a lot of different ways. So, so yeah, again, you know, like moving into the conclusion of this broadcast and I still, I know there's still like a little bit of a Sasquatch thing that I, I was going to touch upon that I hadn't hit upon yet. Um, I think the concept of like spirits is, is, is incredibly fascinating. And, and I think what eventually happens is that as you become more familiar with it, the paranormal actually becomes normal. And, and, and I think like, that's kind of the fascinating thing is that like, we only think of the paranormal because it's unfamiliar to us. It's weird. It's different. But what if we start seeing the bigger picture and suddenly the paranormal actually has a context it's not actually something where it's just like, oh my God, like, you know, it freaks us out because we're just like, this shouldn't be happening. This is, this defies physics. This defies logic. This defies the story that I've been told. But if we change the story, if we change the context, if we change the, the you know, if we change the paradigm, if we shift the paradigm and the way we see it, suddenly like the, the interactions of spirits, the interactions of Sasquatch, the interactions of like the, the UFOs that we didn't talk about in this broadcast, but we'll talk about later and things like that suddenly those things if they can if they can happen within this reality then that makes them normal it may not mean they're common but it does mean they're normal if it if it couldn't happen it wouldn't happen if it can happen then that means that this reality is allowing it to happen for a purpose and for a reason and i think these reasons kind of expand far beyond this culture and that's why we have trouble with them because you know within today's context it's like like, why do I need to talk to ghosts? Like, I don't understand why I need to talk to ghosts. Back in the day, thousands and thousands of years ago, imagine how practical it would be to be able to talk to ghosts. It would be like, oh, sweet. You know, I, like my 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 elder who was like my teacher, he passed on, but now he can still talk to me through my dream space and stuff like that. Like, that would actually be like a practical thing. You would like benefit from that. So like, how can we benefit from the awareness of spirits still still being amongst us? And then even just, um, because again, we didn't get into it in this broadcast, but like, um, well, we still can, but like the idea of like spirits kind of showing up on 
film sometime like again like this the fact that this is possible um is fascinating and even you get into the concept of orbs um real quick i think the concept of orbs uh basically i think of like again when you film footage you sometimes you see these orbs and they're kind of in the video and there's like people think of them as spirits very simply put i think that orbs if i were to try and explain this would relate back to the concept that all of us have like a, a merkaba uh, uh with uh, like around our body and this is merkaba is like kind of like a star tetrahedron which is like a, a morphogenetic field and it's like a vehicle that we use to travel through dimensions and so right now it's like we have one we're not consciously activating it but it's there but then for other entities um basically what they do is that they use this merkaba uh, to basically operate as like a little vehicle for them to kind of like move around through dimensions and then what we recognize as orbs within different sizes are actually like different merkabas that actually have different entities within them which is really trippy so if you were to like look at video footage and you see like like five different orbs theoretically those five different orbs are like five different merkabas with individual entities within them and those individual entities could be different types of entities right whatever at that point um so again it's just kind of and and then and then again this and then this expands into the ufo thing because you get into the idea that some ufos are also actually just like a bigger illuminated version of merkabas merkabas uh so to speak so uh, um yeah but again i think we'll get into like more of the ufo stuff a little bit later and everything as well um but yeah just kind of passing it around let's just kind of get some closing thoughts from uh luna and ryan who are still with us here so um luna or ryan does, does one of you guys want to just uh add any kind of closing thoughts towards the topic of spirits sasquatch and the paranormal before we wrap this up one of you guys want to go say anything first luna yeah yeah okay all right was that was that a yes luna yeah. okay cool yeah cool. okay go ahead go ahead luna uh, yeah, in, in concepts to wrapping this up, indeed, um, I think you're right, Brendan, I think we need to, to shift it towards making it kind of more normal. Um, and I, I think you're also right that the Western culture does um, I, I kind of want to say subside uh, the idea of it completely um, kind of uh, directs it more towards um, uh, more fairy tale or myth or you know, folklore, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and I think that right there, I think that's a big part to where people don't really kind of open up to the idea that maybe, just maybe, this paranormal things, even Sasquatch himself too, right? Like, what if, like, what if they're connections to us? What if um, they're, they're um, different beings possibly from the future or the past or coming uh intertwining with us right now and we could be the 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 centerpiece of the 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 uh the, the uh, what am i looking for here the, the the flow of traffic i guess you could say of the cosmos and we're right in the middle of experiencing everything around us in our universe and stuff like that too so i think that it'd be really good to kind of just uh yeah, find ways to definitely, indefinitely to, to um, incorporate uh, things like UFOs and Sasquatch and um, uh, spirits and demons, angels and all that, and bring that into a different light. And definitely, um, and most definitely, and bring it into spirituality because a, lo a lot of um, uh, myths and that uh, relating to my, um, uh, my ancestry as well, uh, do does relate to spirits and and in talk, talks about entities 
uh, and stuff like that too, which do has uh, has a lot of uh, psychological um, um, ties into it as well, which they used to call back in the day ancient psychology. So back then they used myths, for example, as more of a means to look more into oneself, you know, because gods and goddesses, <clears throat> sorry, would be more relation, to, uh, you know, to, uh, so closely related to humans that they would just they would incorporate that psychologically too in, in, in with ourselves too so um that's one big thing i think a lot of us should probably look into you know and it's great that it can go to any universal way too so i really like that concept and so mm -hmm. i'll just end it there yeah awesome thank you thank you luna yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, like the fact that the concept of spirits is literally something present in every single culture means that it's probably something that we should be paying attention to. And then again, finding out how it, it, it fits within our culture rather than just totally dismissing it. Because I think like it's in today's day and age, most of the stuff related to spirits has either just been commercialized as, as like entertainment or it is something completely just like pushed away out of fear. And so like, I think it's very important for us to kind of just be able to slowly, softly, carefully and consciously begin to again, open up these conversations about spirits and begin to kind of normalize things from a place of discernment at the same time. Like that's very important, you know, because I think a lot of these ideas can get very fantastical. And I think it's important to also be able to keep grounded. Like that's again, that's kind of the balance is that you don't want to get like too out there. So for anybody who's kind of like listening to this, you know, like make sure you're, you're, you're maintaining an awareness of kind of like keeping your presence in both like your root and your crown and ideally finding the balance in the heart is what I would say would be the intention of this. Cause I think like the fascination of spirits can totally pull us out of our body and pull us out of this, this physical reality. Um, but I don't feel that's necessarily the point. I, I feel it's about like taking the wisdom that's, that's beyond this physical or just like an extension of this physical and integrating it. Um, and, and again, like really being able to, you know, like use that as a motivation for why we want to help make this world a better place. Like we're, we're helping, you know, we're doing it like on behalf of like the spirits of our ancestors and the spirits of the planets and the spirits of like, you know, mother Gaia herself. So you can like literally kind of connect with the concept of spirits in that sense. And I think if anything, like spirits, what we refer to as spirits can basically just be referred to as like packets of energy or, or, you know, packages uh, of energy. And, and, and these packages exist within like fractal levels. So again, you kind of have like communities of spirits where you have like the mother Gaia spirit which would be like a bigger spirit yet within that it's like an organism that's built up of many many other organisms in the same way this body is made up of like many different blood cells so to speak and each one of those blood cells can be thought of as like their own individual thing yet together it's a whole so it's like you know we have like the like all of us are different spirits but then there's like the the spirit of the entire earth which is like a collective and so again it's kind of going back to this idea of like like, holy crap, like we literally are like one thing that's just like fractal itself into many things to go through this illusion to be able to find out how to bring itself back to the awareness of that one thing while still living out the, the diversity and the unique experience that comes with living through, uh, you know, the, the story that we're creating. Um, so it's like super, very powerful, man. Um, cool. <laughs> Ryan, uh, can I pass it over to you just to kind of add in some closing thoughts and we'll uh, get this wrapped up pretty soon. So Ryan, go, go ahead, dude. Yeah, just a gentle emphasis that if you have any um, 
openings or sensitivities to what you could call the spirit world or just energetic sensitivities if you have um, regular or interesting dreams or if you have visions. It's just so important to explore those gifts, explore those openings and um, really take the opportunity to really dig a little deeper into these worlds if you're if you're open to it, if you're feeling it. Um, and just that the seven chakra system is such a great teacher. It, it holds within it such a perfect map of transformation. And essentially, once you get to the third eye and crown and you learn about the progression towards there, um, this is where you open up to the communication with these ethereal or even energies from people who have passed, whatever it is. But I'm just acknowledging that there is so much material that we can use. It's freely available online to, um, to enhance the experience and to maybe even reach a little deeper into the process. Awesome. Totally, dude. Yeah. And, and again, and I think that's like kind of the beauty of, of where we're at. Like we definitely have like a lot of tools and, and knowledge. So it's up to us to be able to, to utilize that. And, and again, that's where, you know, working as a community, I think just inviting everyone again to be able to like talk about these things. And it's so important because again, you know, like there's a lot of stuff out there that it, it is, it is very mysterious. Um, but, but that doesn't mean it can't be understood better. You know, it's only mysterious. It's only mysterious based on our current degree of understanding. So how do we understand it by talking about it, by sharing our experiences? And, and, and that's a big thing is that oftentimes, like, you know, it's not just like the what you read in a book. It's the experience firsthand that that will mean the most to you. So what's your personal experience with spirits and how can you develop that spirit, that relationship in a way that's healthy for you, in a way that makes sense for you, in a way that's going to benefit you? And that, and again, that may be very minimal. That that may be very minimal. Um, again, you know, like that's kind of like with me, like throughout my day to day life, like I'm I'm doing things, I'm keeping busy, I'm kicking butt. Um, but then every now and then, I'll just you know, like I said, I'll just kind of like think about my dog, and and you know, every now and then I'll like have a dream about him, and you know, like every now and then I'll think about my grandparents, and I'll just kind of like hold that space in my heart. And if anything, I kind of invite um, what it is that I do um, on behalf of like my ancestors where it's like you know like you literally feel the momentum of their love moving through you and, and it's kind of this be very be beautiful and very simple idea that like they're like they live on through the love that you share and like that i feel is like such a powerful idea you know it's just kind of like be like be like oh you know like they've passed on they're gone their story's over it's like no 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 their story's continuing through you because their story is love and that is what we are doing together so so yeah, um, I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much ready to wrap this up. The only thing I wanted to say was just stuff that I didn't uh, mention earlier with related to the Bigfoot Sasquatch thing. I just wanted to mention um, the Patterson Gimlin footage, which is like that super uh, well known uh, Sasquatch footage. I just didn't create context for that earlier, but I just wanted to mention um, that footage that people have seen, which like the prominent Sasquatch footage. Uh, that was like came at a time in 1967, and Patterson and Gimlin 
had went out of their way because they heard of reports in the area of people who are workers and they had like had Sasquatch encounters and then they went out of their way to actually like try to get video footage of the Sasquatch and like that's how like that video footage actually came to be so it's not like a lot of people think like oh it could have been a hoax and everything like that um i think that's probably real footage it's probably real footage um again that's kind of just like side context that should have been fit in earlier uh another thing that i just wanted to share was a concept for like this like story that i had and, and then we'll wrap this up um going back to sasquatch and just kind of you know beginning and ending with sasquatch because uh, again i feel like sasquatch is this teacher and I, and I think that's really what we have to see it as. We really have to look at Sasquatch as this teacher. We have to look at it as a mirror in the same way the dream process is, is kind of a similar thing. And so it's like, you know, we see ourselves within Sasquatch. So if we see something like scary and not, you know, like something we don't understand, then that means that like there's parts of ourselves that we have yet to uncover. If we see Sasquatch as like this compassionate, intelligent, sentient co-creator of this reality, then that's beginning to show it's almost like a meter. It's like a test. It's like a, you know, an acid test to kind of be able to say like, okay, if you've, if you can see Sasquatch as like something conscious and friendly then maybe you're open to be able to receive it and maybe you know maybe you'll start having dreams of sasquatch or something like that right or maybe you can channel the sasquatch spirit right um but what i was going to say was this quick kind of story and this is actually a story that i had a long time ago and and uh um just kind of like putting it out there so like copyright and stuff like that and and i plan on making like a children's book of this or maybe in the future i might do like some sort of like animation for this um but it's a really simple story and it's a really beautiful one and uh again please don't if, if you do make millions of dollars off of that just you know give me a little bit of credit and as long as the story is getting out there that's cool but basically the story that i had um and again i had this like way back in the day because again sasquatch was always like a fascination for me um was basically this story of like uh, a boy and his family who are out camping and this takes place in like modern day age so this is like basically a short little story and then like one day closer to as it's like approaching um it's get it's like it's kind of like midday maybe it's like you know like after dinner or something like that and then the the mother and father they're at the campsite and then the boy's like okay like mom dad i'm gonna go like wander off into the go hike the trails by the river and stuff like that and they're just like okay you know make sure you're back before sunset and he's done this before, so it's, like, totally cool. And so, anyways, he's, like, walking the trail, walking the trail, walking the trail. And then, eventually, he gets to a certain point where he can, like, hear something kind of, like, calling him inside. He can feel it. It's, like, an intuitive thing. And then, eventually, he, like, gets to a certain point where he sees a Sasquatch. And this Sasquatch is actually, like, sitting down by itself, just kind of, like, cross-legged. And it's actually meditating. And then basically what happens is that like as this boy who's kind of like already like intuitively sensitive, he like sees a Sasquatch, the Sasquatch like communicates to him telepathically and basically says to him like, be like, I know you're there. Like, it's okay. You can come closer if you want. And then so what happens is that it opens up into this story where this like young boy actually like meets a Sasquatch and the Sasquatch was actually going to be like a female Sasquatch. I mean, it could have been male, but in this case, we'll just pretend it's a female. And then basically the Sasquatch takes this boy um, through this like transcendental reflective meditative journey where together the Sasquatch basically reveals to this, the boy and the audience reading this kind of like the, the mysteries of the universe. It kind of reveals to him his unity. It reveals to him like the, the idea of like of multidimensional reality. And so it's like him and it's like Sasquatch and this boy kind of like meditating together and they're kind of like going through dimensional realms. And it's like this really like 
uplifting kind of story and then at the end of it you know sasquatch is just kind of be like you know it was nice meeting you and then like you know like we'll see each other again someday and then the boy kind of in this like state of just kind of like oh okay that was fascinating but at the same time not even completely unusual just kind of like goes back to the campsite and it's like and just and he's going back and like the sun's like just beginning to set and then the story just kind of ends there where it's like this boy has this like fantastical experience and he just kind of returns to the campsite and maybe he tells his parents maybe he doesn't you don't really know it just kind of ends there but to the audience they kind of get through this whole experience of like yeah you know like wow like sasquatch is like this multi-dimensional being as we are who is actually here to teach us like just imagine 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 that like maybe maybe there's a reality out there maybe there's a possibility out there where you know like you too will be able to get to meet a sasquatch someday and you too will get to be able to like sit down and have ceremony with them and it won't actually be this incredibly far-fetched thing i mean i know it sounds far-fetched now but again just kind of like hold that vibration in the back of your head just kind of think about that because maybe maybe that will be a thing someday now in terms of like whether or not that will actually like like i don't know i don't I, it's hard to say because i feel that like in terms of if that will ever be a thing and then get documented and then you know a video gets released or something like that i feel that the universe does a very good job of keeping the mysterious a mystery and 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 i think this will continue to happen and this happens through happenstance and synchronicity and things like that this is like why like there's there's no real like super vivid like ufo footage like there's lots of it out there but there's not one where it's like always like 100 percent where you're like yes that is a ufo there's always going to be this degree of mystery and i think that mystery exists to 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 call us to, to keep us looking to keep us moving forward because as soon as like if that mystery were suddenly just like replaced with a finite conclusion it would take away a bit of the magic and so i think like wherever there is mystery there is like something calling us further and that mystery will always unfold slightly beyond our reach the further we look the more the mystery will expand so again even as we're talking about things here about the mystery of sasquatch i guarantee you that if we were to get even closer to that there would actually be more mystery that would unfold that we probably haven't even fathomed even within this broadcast so just kind of trying to wrap our heads around that so thank you again to to oh my god my sign fell down it's a spirit Ooh. no it's gravity guys do you see that <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> could have been it fell down earlier too it's not a big deal <laughs> or is it a big deal i don't know anyways um shout out to all the spirits who are like here with us now so it, it like straight up like imagine just kind of like taking a moment where it's just kind of like like that's probably something that i feel a lot of us could kind of do is kind of just express gratitude to the spirits who are with us who have been with us and who will continue to be with us because i feel even just kind of like opening up a connection with gratitude could be a very powerful thing and i feel like if anything the spirits probably don't get enough of that like i feel like the spirits are just gonna be like oh like thanks man like i work really really hard at trying to like keep you on track and stuff and you like don't even notice half the time thank you so much for just like appreciating all the hard work i do and honestly you could say the same thing to trees you should make sure that like like how many trees are you hugging a day the answer is not enough so next time you're in the forest go like hug a tree and literally just thank the tree literally just thank the tree and and just like have this feeling in the back of your heart that where the tree's just like oh like thank you thank you man like thank you thank you for seeing me and so again you know trees have spirits too and sasquatch has a spirit and we have a spirit and this is really 
this is you know this is all just like one test for the universe to be able to see itself through through the many different forms through the through the 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 illusions of fear and and just like really being able to continue to open our heart to really be able to receive uh what is here for us and and there and and the answer for that is is magic you know there there's magic all around us and as we continue to open to it we continue to be able to like help share it with others and so again you know that's kind of the lesson in, the lesson of the Sasquatch is that, that we we activate our light so that we can carry it with others. The Sasquatch reminds us of the magic of this world. So we are reminded of the magic of ourselves so that we can remind others of the magic within themselves so that we can awaken to our potential. So, so yeah. So with that said, I think we're, we're pretty much ready to summarize. And, and again, thank you so much. Um, we're, we're ready to conclude. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for being a part of this broadcast. And again, the intention here is that this, this gives you a couple more paradigm shifts, a couple more seeds of inspiration for, for you to just be able to be like, wow, like, heck yeah, like this, this world is really super magical and I want to be able to explore more of it and be able to open up to the, to the, the, the infinite diversity and, and experience of this human potential that we exist within. So, so thank you again, everyone for, for being here. Um, again, just shout out to everyone who, who's in the chat as well. Please feel free to leave your comments uh, afterwards to continue the discussion uh, down below. And, and I'll just remind you guys that again, we have our regular team roundtables every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then our Sunday meditations on Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, that's at youtube.com forward slash SkullBabylon or live.paradigmshiftcentral.com. And also you can support on Patreon. I'm not going to refresh the Patreon right now. I don't I don't think there are any new donations during the show right now, but I'll be sure to keep an eye on that. And again, if you uh, want to be able to help continue what it is that we provide for the community, which is awesome value, like there is a lot of value in, in what we are continuing to create for the community and that's continuing to grow. And I appreciate everyone so much for adding their their presence to this value then be sure to sign up for the patreon with a monthly micro donation get your shift to booster get your light guardian crystal for a super affordable price of a five or three to ten dollar pledge contribution and the the basic idea with the pledges i'll just mention this real quick is that ideally we want people to continue to keep their pledges going as long as they can this is the model that works but if you need to like sign up and you need to like put your pledge on hold at any point totally cool just let us know so we're super flexible in that way so in case there's any of you just like i wouldn't know if i would be able to pledge forever but it's okay so again thank you to everyone we're at 153 patreon at 912 monthly earnings and that's going to continue to go up eventually that's going to be over 175 eventually that's going to be over 200 eventually we're going to be at the point where we are literally like bringing in enough awesome monthly income to be able to continue to put it back into the community to continue to be able to support and sponsor you guys in terms of being able to continue to create the art continue to bring all of the amazing things that you do into this world so there's a lot more coming to this project and again i'm just super grateful to be able to hold this space with you guys together as a team so thank you so much and go team so with that said, um, yeah, continue to do the research. Again, the, the the documentaries, Bigfoot Into the Forest, keep an eye open for that, and the sequel coming in the near future. And also, speaking of Sasquatch. And uh, again, you can check that out on YouTube, and I'll put it into the show notes. And um, yeah, be sure to check us out at Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes if you want to download the MP3s of this broadcast. And uh, go tell your friends and continue this conversation and keep the uh, keep the topics rolling. And there's so much more to talk about. So leave your comments, add a video, add a like to this video. And um, yeah, as always, keep it shifty. And we will see you guys in the future. So I'm going to pull up the audio music. And as I'm doing that, I'm just going to invite uh, Luna and Ryan to say goodnight with me here. And we'll, we'll send some love out to all the shifters out there. So... Ryan, Luna, unmute your guys' microphone. Say goodnight to all the shifters out there. So, goodnight, guys. Good night. We love you. Good night, everyone. Good luck. Good night, guys. May, may Sasquatch be with you always. So.
<laughs> awesome. All right. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Oh, oh. Have a happy Halloween! <laughs> I hope someone dresses up as Sasquatch now. I hope so. so. <laughs> Alright, thanks night, again, everybody. guys. Much love. See you soon.